With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hi, this is Dan Gilbazan, and you're listening to the GeekCast Radio Network. Jazz here, and I am so digging the GeekCast Radio Network. Cliff Jumper. Toycast, oh yes, listen in to the only toy podcast you will ever need. Hello and welcome to an all new generation of Toycast as we get the origins of any and all toy fans that we can. I'm of course TF Joe and Mike and today's featured guest is someone you've heard before here on the Geekcast Radio Network. We got his Transformers origins a little while ago, but today's featured guest is the number one Beast Wars fan, the Cybertronian Beast, Daryl from the Transmissions Podcast. Hi, Daryl. How are you? I know that's a loaded question right now. Hey, I'm good. I'm, 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 I'm very well now. You know, uh, how, how's it going with you? <laughs> it's going. Sometimes I wish it would stop, but it's going. All right. We are going to be talking toys here on ToyCast with the Origins 42 questions all about toy collecting. What is or was the first toy you remember having as a kid? Oh, man. Um, boy, oh, boy. You think that question is difficult? They only get even more difficult after this. I have a very early memory of Lego. Okay. I, I, I have a vivid memory of sitting down on the floor in my living room sorting it by color right um, so yeah if uh and i have a and i and i still own a uh a, a, a plastic train set um that uh was one of my very first toys that um i mean obviously we all had stuffed animals and shit like that but yeah yeah um, yeah but yeah i have i have this train set that uh um Later on in life, I asked my mother where I got it from, and and she said, "Well, uh, we my my parents brought it back for me from, um, from Paris. It was bought for me in Paris. So, yeah. So it's it's you know it stayed in the family for a long time. Wow, very cool, very cool. Was there? So you mentioned your mom and your and your you know your parents. Was there a particular adult who was supportive of you playing with toys as a kid? Was there anyone who was unsupportive? Uh, no, not really. I mean, all through my childhood, I, I, I had all kinds of different toys. And, uh, yeah, there was a, uh, a lot, a, a varying de- degree. I mean, we all went through different stages, I guess. 
the 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 vast amount of my childhood was probably taken up with transformers and, and then as as you do it uh, it it did progress into uh i i mean i i i very clearly remember uh the transition for me going into uh, ninja turtles after transformers so yeah the there was really no uh no person trying to you know direct me in any particular way but it was uh, it was really you know it was a really uh welcoming kind of uh childhood for me for that a very creative space as well well that's good that's awesome what types of toys were your favorites to play with so action figures card games play-doh silly putty that kind of stuff maybe until i got no i didn't get really get into card games until i was in my teens and that i mean when i was in high school i got introduced to magic the gathering and i re- really kind of you know took off from there um but when i was uh when i was younger i i you know i i remember when i was 10 uh, I was, uh, I was given, um, I was given an, a Nintendo entertainment system for Christmas. And, uh, and that was kind of to, to, uh, to kind of, kind of, I don't know, I guess, uh, uh, grease the wheels with me and my, and I got, and of course my brother, because, uh, my, my mother was about to get remarried. So, mm-hmm. you know, it was kind of like a little, uh, you know, a little, way to say hey you know here's uh here's something to kind of you know take you away while i you know take your mother away kind of a deal so oh jeez <laughs> so it, it, i mean it worked i was 10 i was an idiot but yeah <laughs> but uh you know it uh, it was uh you know i i uh video games kind of you know they they were introduced to me at that point i never had an atari i did know a couple kids who who had the atari and they were fun <laughs> i guess but uh, the the nintendo really changed the game yeah, yeah, it did. It essentially ended the video game downturn from all the Atari. Oh, that nineteen eighty three was a bad year for video games. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what were your favorite? You mentioned Transformers. You mentioned Turtles. So, what were your favorite childhood toys that really stood out more than most of the other stuff? I mean, as a Transformers fan, still, it was always Transformers. Uh, even after I got out of Transformers and into Turtles, and there was a point in there where Mass kind of got in there a bit. Yeah, it was. It always came in. It always came back to Transformers. I always, always had a box of Transformers. Even after I moved out and moved in with my girlfriend, who eventually became my wife, uh, I always had a box of Transformers. So. It was always, always, always Transformers. And I mean, the box of Transformers, you know, it got smaller and smaller as, you know, <laughs> I just, I, I focused down to like characters and, and figures I wanted to make sure I always had. Um, yeah. But it was, there was always a Transformer in the house at some point. Hmm. Very cool. Very cool. Do you prefer the label of action figures, dolls, toys, or other labels? I mean, they're, they're, <sighs> They're action figures, I guess. Uh, yeah. They're 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 really just. I mean, toys is a is an all encompassing uh, mm-hmm. term for everything. I mean, it, it includes doll, dolls. My brother actually collects dolls. He has an in, 
an incredible collection. It's an extremely in- impressive collection of, of, a, of a toy line called Cherry Mary Muffin from back in the 80s. And they are, he has, I think every, he was only, the series only ran three years. And he, I think he has every single figure sealed. And oh, wow. it's, it's got to be one of the most impressive collections I've seen of any, of any toy line. And he just, he always used to like the, the toys when he was a kid. And mm-hmm. now he, he's gotten to the point where he can, he can own all the figures. And yeah, so I mean, are those dolls? Are those toys? I mean, they're, they're tiny little action figures, I guess, of these things. They're not, they're not plush, right? But yeah. are they dolls? They're girls' toys, are they? But he's a boy. Well, what's, you know, yeah, it's a whole toys, thing, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. And the point of that is because, and I say this in every episode, is that because when we were all kids, oh, Billy's going to, it didn't, it could be a G.I. Joe, it could be a Transformer, it could be a Mask Hill, it could be a Captain Planet action figure. It didn't, Billy's going to go play with his, his dolls. They're not doll. Like, the way I always say, anything six inches or under is a, is a, action figure toy anything anything over 12 inches is a doll like you know unless it's sure. a hot toys thing or something i don't know those things are whatever oh, see but now yeah. that, that's you got you, you're breaking <laughs> your own rule now i know i know <laughs> that's that's what we do around here we always have the glass shatter sometimes good guys or bad guys which toys were your favorites to play with the most I think I always, uh, I always gravitated to the good guys. They, um, uh, they always had more story. Mm-hmm. Sure, the the bad guys definitely looked cooler, mm-hmm. uh, but the uh, the the good guys were always on the screen more. Mm-hmm. And that's who I I would always gravitate to. They always had the, they always had more toys too. The good guys generally always had more toys. Yeah, I mean, I I noticed when I had my old Masters collection back in the day, it was, honestly, it was about even. There were at least five good guys and five, like, they, that was the thing back in the 80s with Masters and with a few other things. They wanted, if you're buying 10, if you get 10 figures out of whatever line it is, they want you to... They wanted to teach you, oh, it should be even, it should be this, it should be that, and eventually the bad guys sometimes would outnumber the good guys and vice versa, but, yeah, yeah, I mean, the good guys were the ones you were supposed to use as the role models, not the bad guys, because that's how you end up in jail, folks. Don't do that. (laughs) What is or was your favorite toy vehicle or playset? A vehicle. That's a good. That's a good question because, and uh, technically, transformers they, don't count. Transformers, <laughs> they're vehicles, right? But they, yeah. uh, I don't. You know, I don't really count them. Yeah, no. The uh, I've always had a soft spot, and I'm not a GI Joe fan, mm-hmm. but I, I, I fucking love that that killer whale from GI Joe. Oh, I've yes. always always wanted it as a kid, and when I when I grew up, mm-hmm. I, and you know had money, and, and I you know. I bought one. So I, I own a hundred percent complete GI Joe killer whale and it's awesome. It's so awesome. So yeah, it's just one of the greatest vehicles I've, you know, of all time and sure. Yeah. I would have loved to have had the, you know, the, um, the USS flag, but who has the space for that? So (laughs) 
you know, so, you know, I take the, you know, the one of the smaller ones and, uh, you know, I go with the, the killer whale cause it's just so awesome. And, and you know, and because it's a I, hovercraft, like, I mean, it's come a hovercraft. On. Yeah. yeah. And because I, you know, because I don't have it in the box, I, uh, I have it out and it's, uh, I thought, you know what, I'm going to, um, I'm going to look at the box art and I'm going to buy all the guys that are in the box or in the box art picture and I'm going to put them in it. So yeah, all the, all the figures that are on the box art I have in this, in this killer whale. So I think there's like four grunts, uh, in it. So I have four grunts and then I have all the, uh, all the like named GI Joes, which off the top of my head, I cannot remember who's in it, but they're all, they're all there. I bought them all. Very cool, very cool. Yeah, I'm just now looking at it. Uh, ooh, all as they list, at least on, on the on the file card with the one that I'm seeing here, they just list him as hovercraft pilot. Like they don't list him as an actual named. But on Joe. the front of the box art, there's like there's there's like four yeah. guys in the uh, yeah. yeah 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 yeah. But yeah, yeah I just is... I, I don't remember who it is, but it's uh, there's there's a bunch. I, I had to buy like nine guys for this thing, so it was. Cool. <laughs> yeah, this thing is this thing is awesome. Hovercrafts were a big thing back then. I mean, you know, they were they were everywhere. Did you and your friends ever pretend with your toys that you had? By this, I mean, did you say I'm going to be this toy and you can be that toy and blah blah blah? Like you can be the Coke bottle top and your brother can be the piece of glass or something. Oh, okay. I don't think so. Okay. My brother, my brother and I, we really didn't get along too well when we were kids. Uh, I'm the oldest, so I used to beat the hell out of him. Uh, (laughs) Oh no. But the, uh, um, you know, we're good friends now, but, uh, mm-hmm. you know, it's, uh, you know, the, um, the relationship was pretty strained when we were younger and, uh, yeah, I mean, when, with me and my friends, uh, we didn't really do that kind of stuff either. I know that, mm-hmm. uh, my cousin and I, we used to play transformers a bit, but we, we just, you know, we used to bring our characters, you know, our figures over, you know, to each other's houses and stuff. Yeah. But yeah, other than that, we really didn't, we really didn't do all that kind of stuff. No. Yeah, very cool, very cool. What features define a good toy to you? How true does the item feel in comparison to the source material likeness? Uh, I mean, as far as action figures go, I need a head sculpt uh, to be kind of, you know, at least look like the character it's depicting. Mm-hmm. Um, with Transformers, the the transformation needs to be, you know, somewhat intriguing. It needs to, you know, at least make me think a little bit. Um you know, can't just fold, be like fold the guy in half and you're done. And, you know, um, I don't, uh, I don't generally, uh, uh, mind it if there's soft goods involved on any kind of action figure. It's, you know, it always makes for an interesting, you know, higher quality thing. Um, and, an articulation, it needs to, you know, any kind of, uh, any kind of action figure or toy or something like that needs to be able to pull off a, a, a decent pose. Um, you know, I, and, and, at probably at this point in time in my collecting, almost fifty percent of my collection is still in box. So the the packaging needs to be pretty, you know, dynamic. So I, you know, it needs to if it's going to stay in its packaging, it's gonna it's got to look good in it. So yeah, 
some of the uh, some of the newest stuff from Hasbro coming out right now with the uh, pa- you know the the windowless packaging or the um, you know the no window packaging. It looks good, but yeah, I sometimes want to see the figure inside too. So yeah. Okay, since you mentioned that, let me ask you this. And I I talked about this in a recent episode because this episode actually won't be out until beginning of November. I, I've recorded stuff ahead, folks. So anyway, let me ask you this. With Hasbro specifically and the windowless boxes and the closed box and this, that, and the other thing and everything else, what really do you think, in your personal opinion, what part of the environment do you think they are saving from removing the window part when the rest of the actual toy is plastic? (laughs) I mean, it's, I mean, that's a good point. It's it's just I mean it's it's delaying delaying the inevitable I guess because mm-hmm. um, if you if you are throwing away the the packaging right away mm-hmm. then you know obviously you're 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 not recycling yeah the uh, the plastic but um, yeah the, the you can't really recycle the <laughs> uh, the toy so they I guess the uh, they're just trying to avoid any kind of uh, uh, of of plastic ending up in the landfill um, because the toy will eventually end up in the landfill. Everything's going to end up in a, in some kind of landfill eventually, mm-hmm. but you know what uh, it's, it's, it's a small, it's a small move and you know, they, I guess got to make it, they got to show some kind of, of, uh, of w- willingness to change. Um, you know, it's, it's something I don't know. I, I I get more frustrated with the the pictures of the headless figures than anything. Yes, I, I mean, I, yeah. the I I I I, I, I you know I, I guess I applaud Hasbro for for rolling with this and and kind of saying, okay, well, if you're going to tear their heads off, then we're going to package them in in alt mode then, because I personally prefer them packaged in alt mode. Because it forces people to transform them when you when you open them. Yeah. So, you know, it, and, and, and if I am going to open it, then I gotta I gotta, I gotta at least do something with it. So. Yeah, exactly. And I understand Hasbro at some point in their infinite wisdom decided to change from packaging in robot mode, or from packaging in alt mode to robot mode. But the thing is, when we were kids, that was the point. You're advertising it as a vehicle that transforms into a robot. So you get it in, like every, to my knowledge, almost every single Transformers toy, the original G1 toys, Soundwave came in cassette mode, Blaster came in cassette mode, Megatron came in gun mode, Optimus came in truck. Cause you're trying to the, like the robot is the exciting part. Like, Oh, I can take this truck and turn it into this giant red idiot that got himself killed. Come on. Like, that's cool. Now you're just ruining it. Like talk about spoilers. You're just ruining the surprise by packaging in robot mode. Yeah. I mean, just looking, I mean, I can turn around and look at my, the, the, the few package G ones that I have on my shelf behind me. Mm-hmm. And the only, there's only two that I can see that I own that are packaged in, in robot mode. Uh, and that's top spin and twin twist. They were, uh, well, yes, because yeah, top spin and twin, tw- yeah, the jump starters, because they were packaged in robot mode because of their gimmick. And because they had the image of the, of the, like, that was the thing you, you have to take that. You, the surprise of that was, 
okay, yes, they're in their robot mode, but the point is you you transform them or you fold them down and then you just pull it back and then let it go and it jump starts and does the transformation for you. So I can kind of see why those two were, but everything mm-hmm. else, you know, yeah, sure. I, I don't know. So you mentioned stuff about toy packaging and what, what is, like you said, for you, it has to be a dynamic. So what does toy packaging have to have to, like, you go into, let's pretend this is when toy stores were still around, like a Toys R Us or a KB Toys. Oh, or, I mean, we have Toys R Us still here in Canada. So yeah, sure. Lucky you. Toys R Us. Yeah. Lucky you, Canadians. Well, then again, Canada does have the greatest rock band of all time in Nickelback, but that's just me. All right. Anyway. Hey, the new album's coming out. I can't help but bring it up in almost every podcast. So get rolling, folks. thought you'd say Rush, but okay. Okay. Well, yes, technically it would be Rush because I don't think anybody would vote Tom Sawyer. Or is that the song? Never mind. Anyway. Uh, Canada. Toys R Us. Okay. So. Yep. Toys R Us. You walk in, you go to whatever, like the Transformers aisle, whatever aisle, let's just say the Transformers aisle, you see seven different packages. What's, what is the package? Have to, like, you pick one out of those seven. What's, what is that box or that, pa- that bubble, whatever, have to have to make you go to that particular one over the other six? A uh, discount sticker. <laughs> Really? Really? Come on. <laughs> the, the, um, we, I mean, we can talk about it later, but the, uh, mm-hmm. the pricing on, uh, on, on oh, toys we, right now is driving yeah. me nuts. Yeah. Um, but as far as dynamic packaging, I, uh, the, 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 the colors, some of the, uh, like the, the packaging, as far as packaging right now with Transformers packaging, the, the, uh, was Bumble Buzzworthy worthy Bumblebee packaging is just it bores the hell out of me. Um, so I I mean I don't think I own a single Buzzworthy Bumblebee toy. Um, I mean it's just no no sorry I do I own one I own one of the uh, the small little bees the one that kind of looked like uh, Bumble Jumper. Um, but the uh, yeah it's uh, so the the uh, the vol- the Velocitron, or sorry, the Speedia 500 stuff that's uh, yeah. Walmart exclusive. That's some pretty dynamic packaging. It looks good. It's bright. It's blue, you know, boxes and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. They're, uh, they stand out on the shelf. The, uh, the, the retro stuff that Walmart uh, just announced during their uh, their Walmart Con or Collector Con or whatever the hell they want to call it, yeah. um, where it's they're they're reissuing the uh, the G one toys of uh, so far of of Hot Rod and Starscream, and yeah. they're coming in windowless packaging, but the uh, the boxes are incredibly colorful with uh, you know um, some really great art from Marcelo Mater on it. Uh, yep. Those looks those boxes will sell just because of the art on those. So oh yeah, really quite nice. Yeah, so some of those are are really quite quite popular uh, looking. And uh, um, you know, as far as the uh, the other boxes, I mean, some of the some of like the shapes, like they've gone to this kind of like geometric de- design, and it's it's. It's it's cool. It doesn't stack very nicely. So if you're a you know an inbox collector, it, it kind of sucks. But mm-hmm. uh, you know it uh, they're 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 neat. 
yeah, I, I mean, they've done some really good stuff. The, the legacy, the, 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 the colors for this current legacy line are really quite nice. Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, uh, I, I, I like, uh, I like the way this stuff looks. It's, you know, it's, there is some, there is some current, some, some really nice stuff with the, uh, the way that they're, they're being designed right now. Yeah, absolutely. And the buzzworthy bumblebee line. Yeah. I, yeah, you're right, man. This packaging is just kind of like, eh, like I'm looking at the world's collide five pack. Okay. It's a five pack. It's got a window. It's, it, it, it's okay. You can at least see the figures that are inside, but the rest of the packaging is the same because it's under the buzzworthy bumblebee line. It's the same yellow packaging and whatever else. I think the coolest one for me is actually bumblebee himself, the origins bee, the, uh, the original Cybertronian B one. Cause at least you see him mm-hmm. in the, in the thing. And then you see the various art from, from the show kind of thing. So that's right. cool. But yeah, I mean, yeah, it's too much, too much yellow when you have, like, yeah. I'm looking at the, Another the Optimus Prime Bumblebee Megatron Starscream four pack, and it's like that's at least put a black background on the inside. Like I understand they're trying to go with this honeycomb look, but uh, no, don't do that. But yeah, yeah, like you said, the packaging has to have something to draw you in. It has to be dynamic. It has to be like you're saying with Marcelo's art. Oh man, I would buy that hot rod just for the box. Like mm-hmm. for I I. There's this, <laughs> ever since 1986, there has been this debate over what color hot rod actually is. And everybody's like, ooh, a pink hot rod. And I'm just like, oh, God, give me a break. <laughs> and just uh, to, to just kind of put a cap on the packaging uh-huh. stuff, the um, I, I've been kind of collecting um, – not all of them, but most of them, the, uh, the collaborative line mm. and the, the packaging on those has just been phenomenal. Yeah. So, you know, we've got, uh, Ectotron and Gigawatt in, in the, you know, kind of G1 esque packaging. Yep. And then with the, uh, the, the tri- Tyrannicon Rex in the, 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 the Jurassic Park, you know, Transformers packaging, the Top Gun in the completely different looking, you know, kind of, Top Gun packaging, and then you've got the uh, Expanse in the, the X Men animated series kind of packaging. And, oh yeah, um, you know, and then you've got this uh, this Dr- Dracula one. So yeah. it's got this. It's like this VHS tape. You know, you kind of slide it out of the, its own case. It's very clever package. There's some there's some really cool packaging ideas out there. You know, that are happening with within uh, the Transformers line. And I mean, I don't really collect a lot of other stuff right now other you know as far as toys go yeah but you know there are some really neat uh some neat packaging ideas out there you know to kind of draw you in as far as you know uh you know just to buy the the thing off the shelf yeah absolutely they're like you said the collaborative stuff man that's that is amazing i love the way that top gun package looks and like you said the x-men package i mean come on it's you know and even though I'm not a Jurassic Park person, the, <laughs> the way they have that packaged is is really, really fun. I, I think that's super cool. Yeah, it's genius. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. So you mentioned that you are a closed 
you know, you don't necessarily open your toys, but do you have toys that you do have open and out of the packaging? Oh, of course. Yeah. You know, I've okay. got, uh, I've got hundreds of toys and, uh, okay. you know, there are, there are lots of them that I, I still have unopened, but I've opened a number of them. So, you okay. know, I have, I've got lots and lots of them opened, uh, here in my, uh, my studio here. Oh, cool. So, with the ones that you keep packaged, what is your? Do you have a specific criteria for that kind of thing? Well, it's um, it's getting more and more uh, of a bit of a pattern that uh, I uh, I gef- generally just kind of leave the uh, the mainline stuff in the boxes. Not not because it's not uh, worth opening. It's just that I, I yeah. I get bored with it. I'm just, you know, the, the, they do a lot of the same kind of things over and over again. And it's just like, okay, well, that's another one of those. And, you know, do I need to actually, you know, you know, check that one out? Okay. Well, I'm much more excited about this legend scale devastator or legend scale, you know, you know, figure that I just bought or, or a masterpiece scaled this and that, and that I just bought or this, you know, moon studio Raiden that I just put together or something like that. Like this, you know, these kind of things that are, are just, you know, bonkers that I'm just, you know, kind of obviously also spending a lot more money on that. I really want to experience rather than the mainline. So yeah, I'm buying, you know, mainline still, but I, I am much more excited about the stuff coming from third party. So if you're not excited about the main line, do you feel like you're missing out if you don't purchase mainline stuff? If you're not sometimes, excited yeah. about it? No, yeah, really? for sure. Yeah, yeah, sometimes. So with, for example, the Netflix Bumblebee mm-hmm. uh, that came out that was almost impossible to find, I never got one. So, and that was kind of the first sim- symbol to me that they're doing something that is making mainline more exclusionary exclusionary. Mm -hmm. So um, I was lucky enough to be able to find a Netflix sound wave. Actually, my brother found it. He was at a Walmart and he came across it and I said, you better pick that up for me. And I, he did. So I I got, you know, I was able to get that. And then after a while, you know, I was like, okay, well, if I can't get Netflix Bumblebee, then, you know, this is this is going to become a lot more difficult to actually collect mainline because the the main characters you know are getting mm-hmm. you know harder and harder to find or you know they're getting um, I'm going to have to pay scalper prices which I I'm not doing yeah. so so and then I had this uh, and then the the last kind of straw that broke the camel's back was um, I had a pre order down for the Conehead two pack mm-hmm. on Amazon that. And and this happened to every single person in Canada. We all had it down uh, on the pre-order for Amazon, and we all kept this pre-order for a year. And then Amazon canceled every single Canadian's pre-order because they obviously they they couldn't get the uh, they couldn't get the product, so they just canceled right. all the pre-orders. Jesus. So nobody in Canada got it unless they actually came about it some other way. Yeah. Now that kind of screwed everybody so now i'm out i'm not out bumblebee which is a mm-hmm. main a, like a top four character yeah. right i had Soundwave, but uh i'm now on the fence of whether i'm going to keep them or not because i can't find B- bumblebee 
uh, and I, and I, now I can't get the cone heads. So I'm like, okay, well, what's, what am I doing here with the, with the main line? Am I going to keep running main line? And yeah, I'm going to run main line, but I'm going to, I'm not going to chase it as hard as I am, you know, uh, anything else because it's, it's getting too exhausting. Right. And they're, they're, and, and with everybody having their own exclusives, it's getting much more difficult. So, um, while I was on, I, I eventually, I, I did sell the sound wave because it was going for like 200 bucks or something like that. I was like, well, I'd be stupid not to sell this thing. Yeah. And uh, so I did. So now I don't have sound wave anymore, but there's a new one coming out. So I'm like, whatever it's, they're always going to make another one. That's the oh, yeah. thing about transformers is there's going to be another bumblebee. There's going to be another sound wave and the two, the conehead two pack appears like it's coming back in December. So, you know, so, you know, that's something that's happening, but while on vacation this year, we were driving around and, uh, I thought, you know what, while I were driving all these, you know, desolate little t- <laughs> shit towns that I'm going into, we're going to check out these Walmarts and see if I can find a Cosmos. And I did, I found a Cosmos. So I'm like, okay, well, Hey, maybe I can find one of these things, but it doesn't, the fact that I'm still here in, you know, my town and nobody can find a freaking Cosmos is just a sign that, you know, this is still a big problem. You know, yeah. I just lucked out and, and nobody can find these things. So, you know, I don't like the, the state that Transformers is in right now with this exclusive, you know, character set for mm-hmm. stores. And, and then even with these exclusive characters being, you know, one packed or, or single pack to, to, you know, things like that, it's, it's, it's making collecting really, really difficult. And, and yeah, I, I'm, I'm really not happy with the, with the, the state that the things are in right now. So that's why, you know, I pivot to third party and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. And sometimes not all the time, but sometimes the third party stuff that they do is stuff Hasbro may never get to, or may never do at all, you know? Uh, and well, that's you know, the, that was the conversation we had a long time ago with regards to Tarn. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And then Tarn, Tarn was the, uh, the poster yep. boy for that conversation. And quite literally for next year's line, he is the poster boy for Hasbro. <laughs> That's right. He said, well, you said we wouldn't do it. Well, uh, guess what? Uh, motherfuckers, we're going to yep. do Tarn. Um, yep. so it's, you know, and that's, that's been a big, a big thing, right? Well, okay. So now they're going to do Tarn. Well, are they going to do the rest of the DJD? Yeah. I mean, I guess you can never say never, but can you can you actually you know imagine Hasbro putting a, uh, a a figure out that turns into a sniper rifle? Well, they don't do Megatron anymore as a gun, so why would they yeah. do you know why Boss would, right? Yeah, yeah, you know. And, and what about a, a guy? Okay, so not not the sniper rifle guy, but what about Kon? Well, Kon turns into an electric chair. So <laughs> let's will they do him? Well. Maybe not an electric chair. Maybe a lay, maybe a lazy boy. Okay, well, well that's not <laughs> as menacing, but uh, you know, yeah, you know, maybe that's... something like that. <clears throat> and that's going to tie into a question that's way down the line, but it's going to be interesting to hear what you have to say about that. So you open your toys, you leave them packaged, and all that good stuff. Just like a lot of like for me, I've got out of I have just. Over just under 250 Funko Pops. Half of them are in storage, but the ones that I have here uh, from when I moved from Washington to Indiana, 
I have two, no, I have three that are open. Because one, sadly, the soup Nazi from Seinfeld, his box kind of got a little damaged. And I'm like, okay, yeah, you can come out and you can, you know, take your pointy finger and point at people and just say, no thing for you. And then I've got the 10-inch Unicron, or I should I should say the 10-and-a-half-inch Unicron Jumbo and the 10-inch Soundwave out of box. So, cool. so yeah, that, I, hey, I'm... I'm perfectly fine paying forty bucks for a Unicron that looks like Haslab Unicron without having to pay six hundred bucks for the actual planet that I wouldn't know where to put it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. If as a kid or an adult, and I can already tell what the answer is going to be to this question, you were only allowed to choose one toy franchise to collect from. Which one would it be, and why? I mean, we we know the answer to this one. <laughs> uh huh. Yeah, absolutely. It's just, it's, it was just, you know, as far as the why, it was just, it was able to, uh, to give me, you know, a lot more things to do with the, you know, with time. And there, there are multiple facets of, of, you know, play value with those toys. And, uh, you know, yeah, it's, uh, it's a, it's a fun toy. So, you know, I, I I was able to, uh, to, to have a lot of fun with the, with them growing up and, and then I, I was able to parlay that into a, a, a fun little community that I uh, I still enjoy now. Absolutely. It, it really, really is just the ultimate toy line when it comes to the play pattern stuff. As an adult, do you prefer vintage toys or modern toys? Oh, vintage, 100%. Um, I'm currently sitting at about uh, 315 uh, G1 toys. And... Um, even with the uh, the re-releases of the Beast Wars toys, I'm still I'm still preferring the original Beast Wars figures to uh, to the re-releases and anything like that. So yeah, I I'll still chase the vintage stuff if I can. And uh, yeah, it's uh, I there's like there's a a charm with with the vintage stuff. Mm. It's you know it it's got its it's got its flaws, but you you don't you don't really you, you don't judge them on it because that's what they had access to at the time, you know? Yeah. And it was made in the time that it was meant for. It was meant for the eighties. They were using die cast construction and now it's all plastic and that's fine. You know, okay. It's not all, there are certain toys out there that do use whatever, but you know what I mean? Like we went from having certain toys be all die cast versus now majority of them are all plastic. And it, you're right. It just depends on when the thing is made, you know, 40, 50, 60, 70, 100 years from now, I'm sure Hasbro's still going to be around. I'm sure Transformers are still going to be a thing. And who knows? Maybe they'll all just be pumping the action figures into our brains like the PS9 or something. Hmm. Oh, that commercial. There was a commercial for the PS2 years ago where they started out like some sort of future thing. Oh, this is the PS9. You just put this plug into the side of your head and the video games are just beamed into your head. Oh, Sony. All right. What is the one toy you can always play with? Oh, um, (laughs) Uh, there's a joke there. Um, there is. And I can't believe I say that question with a straight face every single time. (laughs) 
Yes, I was born with that toy, but I, uh... <laughs> wow. I don't know. I guess uh, the, the toy... I always I never have a problem picking up a, a G1 Optimus Prime and messing around with it. It's it's kind of fun. Uh, there's uh, yeah. I mean, I don't really play with the toys anymore, though. You know. Well, yeah, but like, I mean, just you know, just in general, like you know, okay. For example, I'm just gonna use this, but like, I have the. Knight Rider, Hot Wheels, uh, Super Pursuit mode car just in front of me on my desk. And I got this thing recently over the last six months or so. Yes, I'm not going to sit here and roll it across my apartment floor, but at least, you know, I can, at least as an adult, I can pick it up. I can look at it. I can look at its construction. I can whatever. And I can sit it right back down to my 3D printed Grogu that Pia gave me. So it's like, that kind of thing when we're adults, basically like what's the one toy that you always gravitate towards in your collection more than the others. Like if you only like the one you always want to pick up and, and, and look at or that kind of stuff. Hmm. Yeah. I just, I'd probably go with my G one Optimus or no, you know what? It's probably going to be my, uh, my, my G one, uh, Skyfire or Jetfire. Yeah. Mm. It's, uh, I mean, it's in a box now, but it's, it's gorgeous. Yeah. Yeah. That old, that old jet was always fun. Yeah. So even though there are always toy lines that people never purchase, are there any that you specifically and purposefully avoid? This can be a toy line, a specific character, etc. Uh, yeah. I am I am not a fan of Star Wars. As far as the toy lines goes, I I try I tried to get into the Black series when it mm-hmm. first started and and ended up finding like the first Boba Fett figure for really cheap. Mm-hmm. Uh it was at a discount outlet. Uh I think I got it for like 7 or 8 bucks. So wow. it was uh you know and it, I think it shot up in value really quick but then they released like 85 different variants of it so it's it's worthless now. Um but just like uh, Boba Fett himself. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, so <laughs> the um but Star Wars toys I I could never ever get into. You know, it um when I was a kid it just seemed like it was the it was the GI Joe toys in space. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, it, you know, I, I liked the only thing I liked about the GI Joe, Joe toys were the vehicles and, um, and then the, the star Wars toys were that, but in space and the space toys weren't as cool to me as the GI Joe toys. So, um, yeah, that was, that was it. Star Wars. I just, it's one of those toy lines. I just can't, can't, can't get into yeah, that's cool. You know, and I, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I, if it, like we've already said, if it comes down between transformers and almost any other toy line, like I just, nah. are there any toys in the past or currently that you wish you had not bought them? Are there any toys you may have sold that you regret letting them go? 
Oh, there's a lot. I wish I wish I never sold. <laughs> and there's tons. I wish uh, I wish I had bought um, the. Uh, but uh, as with wish I never bought. Um, I mean, with with regards to you know transformers and stuff like that, you always you know, there's, there's always a, f- a figure that's going to replace another figure. Mm-hmm. So it's, you know, so are you going to be the early adopter? Right. So what I mean by that is with, um, with transformers, there's this, there's this, um, movement to, you know, to go with legend scale right now. So there's a lot of these third party companies are, are creating legend scale figures and they're very cool. Um, but are they, you know, there, a lot of them are third, you know, third party. And, and so, you know, do you, um, do you buy in, you know, the, do you pick one kind of, uh, of, of brand to, to chase or do you uh, do you just buy everything or do you buy the ones that you like kind of thing? That's always a choice you make. So when yeah. I first started into it, I was like, you know what? I really like, uh, you know, I really like this Megatron and I really like this Devastator. So I bought, I bought a Megatron and a Devastator both from uh, a company called DX nine mm-hmm. and, uh, and, they were all, they were the only figures out of those two characters at the time. And, you know, uh, the DX nine devastator came in one box and the Megatron came in a separate box. So, you know, it was easy enough to get everything. And now it's four years later, probably, uh, mm-hmm. they have been, uh, uh, elapsed, eclipsed by, uh, newer figures like, beyond eclipse like there are newer figures out that are way 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 better you know so do you do you say well i wish i never bought those because i've had four years of those being in my collection and experiencing those but now there are something way way better you know so you know i don't really feel like you know i really should say that i'm i wish i never bought them because now they're gar like they're almost garbage by comparison but You know, the, the original DX nine devastator was fun. It was a really fun figure. I'm sitting here staring, you know, staring at it because it has no place on the shelf anymore because (laughs) I've, I've, I've replaced it with the, 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 um, the magic square one. Right. Right. And it's, it's a, it's a magnificent figure. Right. And it's, you know, it's bigger, but it still qualifies as legend scale. Right. But who's to say that in another four years, there won't be another one that's way better than the magic square one, you know, in my head, I can't imagine that, but you know, whatever, but I couldn't always going to be another. Yeah. There's always going to, whether it's Hasbro or whether it's any of the third party people, there's always going to be another new version of whichever character. And, and that's the thing with me. Like for me, it's like, I go after the characters, whatever the, at that time, the best possible version of the character that I can get, that's what I would want. Of well, course. Sure. As a, as a pop collector, you're, you're okay. really dealing with ha, many different, ha, many ha. different woof, funny. variations of a character, right? 
Funny, funny guy. Yeah, okay. Technically, you are. I mean, unless it's Batman, because there's like a million Funko Pop Batmans. But yes, but no, I had, I, just like everybody else, I grew up with toys. I grew up, you know, the Funko wasn't a thing for me until five, six years ago. From 2005 to 2011, I had, like, literally, I went out at 8 a.m. I was in, may the man rest in peace. He's been gone a little while now, but it's still a little raw. I had a 3 a.m. Saturday morning Eastern Time conversation on Twitter with Derek J. Wyatt about Purple Shockwave, which was the two-pack Target exclusive animated toy. And he's like, yeah, it's five bucks at Target. And I'm just like, wait, what, really? I was at Target at 8 a.m. that day, grabbed that. I didn't care about the damn Bumblebee. I just wanted the Purple Shockwave for five bucks. That was easily, out of all the toy deals I've ever gotten, other than stuff people have sent to me, that was easily the second, one of two best deals I ever got. And it's just, yeah, so no, I know, I, even though just because I'm collecting pops now doesn't mean I don't appreciate the rest of the toys that I've either had in the past or the toys that, like, I look at it, I look at that poster, and the poster that I'm referencing, folks, for the listeners, just in case you know, is the one that they revealed recently for the Transformers Velocitron Legacy line, or, uh, no, no, it's Transformers Legacy Evolution, that's what it is. And I look at that poster, and I'm like, that is so cool. That's that's awesome. I look at that tar- those images of, of the Tarn figure. Holy crap. I can't believe that. That's amazing. So, no, I have an appreciation for it. But you're right. I don't necessarily have to worry about <laughs> that kind of thing with the Funko Pie. Thank God, because that, mm. that would just be a little too much. Yeah. And that poster is another great piece of art by Marcelo Viterre. Oh, absolutely it is. It's not that hard to give credit, people. Always give the credit when you know what the credit is. Mm-hmm. No, it's one of those things I get mad at people on Facebook about when they just say, oh, I really like this picture. I'm like, okay, cool. Who, who drew it? Yeah. They, you know, most of the time they don't know, or sometimes they do, but, you know, yeah. they say, oh, I, I, you know, they, they say something like, oh, I don't, uh, you know, it doesn't matter. It's an awesome picture. And I say, oh, it does matter because, you no, know. No, it does. Yeah, it does time, matter. Yeah. I'm on, on drawing it. So, yeah, you know, no, absolutely. Yeah. And like I said, I've always, as long as I've known who the credit is, or as long as Google has told me who it is, if I didn't know who it was kind of thing, you know, you always give credit. Um, um, like I said, unless you absolutely don't know or no one know, like that's one of the reasons why I do these things sometimes on Twitter. Like Google is failing me. Who did this? And nine times out of 10, somebody will know. Yeah. It takes two seconds to do a reverse image search. Yep. You've mentioned that you have your your office and your display room. So how large – you also have mentioned you had 350 or something or other. But how large or small is your toy collection? Do your toys take up the whole house or are they relegated to one room, shelf, or something like that? The, um, the room is uh, – well, it would be probably uh, considered the fourth bedroom in the house. Okay. And it's uh, – it was taken – by me because when we moved in we only had the one kid mm-hmm. and uh we, we couldn't imagine needing a, a, <laughs> a fourth bedroom for anybody so um so i i've I, I snagged this room and i put a computer in it and a bunch of shelves and and started putting stuff up here um but uh i i filled it pretty quickly and i have been told 
numerous times by my wife to say, Hey, why don't you, you know, why don't you move out of that room and take over the, uh, the larger room next door? You know, the, what we're using as a TV room and a kind of a, a of a secondary living uh, uh-huh. room. And, uh, and I've, I've told her, I, I said, no, I, I can't, I need to stay in the smaller room because if I take the larger room, I will also fill that room. Yeah. And you're going to want to fill that space. Exactly. I, yeah. I can't fill it. I need to stay limited. So yeah. if I keep myself limited, then we stay in this house. So mm-hmm. <laughs> if you, if you, if you free the beast, then we're moving. So. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. That's, that's the thing. Like, you know, you were like, for me, when Karen was still alive and we, she had bought the house that we were living in, in Gurney and out of all the, so there were, there were like yours, there, there were four bedrooms. Technically our fourth bedroom was also the laundry room. So we didn't really count that as a fourth bedroom, even though it should be counted as a fourth bedroom, but so out of the three other bedrooms, the you know the master bedroom, and then there was two other ones, and I was like, oh, I like this one the best. And of course, at the time, I didn't realize that, oh yeah, the western sun comes in right where you're putting your computer. So, and I didn't have the blackout curtains up yet, so I'm like, oh god, I can't record podcasts <laughs> mm-hmm. from like twelve noon to five. I have to wait until like seven p.m. because the sun will be in my eyes for all that time. But yeah, no, I had them all in in that. You know, I had like. There's pictures online, three or four shelves of all the Funko Pops and everything else, and I had various display things, and I, I just kept them all in there. And uh, some of the ones that she had wanted, you know, we we've kept them where she wanted them and stuff like that. So yeah, mm-hmm. no, there there are people out there though that I, I know at least one person bought a whole house just because that person knew that they had such a giant toy collection that it was going to take up the whole house. <laughs> Yeah, it's a lot. So, you know, there's a couple things that have kind of bled out. Like I've got, I've got some original comic book art that's, uh, that's on the walls outside of the room. Mm-hmm. Um, some, some pictures and stuff like that. I hang, I've hung some comic books, uh, outside of the, uh, outside of the wall, outside, outside of the room. You know, it's one of the things we haven't talked about cause it's not toy related, but I'm, a, mm-hmm. I'm quite a, a large comic book collector too. So, um, yeah, but uh, yeah, it's uh, you know there the, everything. If I can contain it within the room, then I do. Yeah, very cool, very cool. So, how do you keep track of your collection? Do you have a spreadsheet? Do you have an app? How do you make sure you don't buy what you already have? Uh, well, that that is a good question um, <laughs> because uh, well, for one, uh, I mean, I just mentioned it—the comic book collection. The um, I'm closing in on about ten thousand comics that I need an app for. So there is an app that I use. It's called League of Comic Geeks, and it's a free app. So uh, you know, if anyone out there is looking for kind of a help with uh, with you know collecting their uh, you know their collecting of comic books, uh, League of Comic Geeks is uh, just a really great little app, and um, it's it's just you know, it, it has seemingly no, uh, no end in the amount of books you can add to your collection. So, I mean, I've, I've got almost 10,000 on there myself and, uh, you can add like, it helps you add like your want list and stuff like that, which is troubling for me because <laughs> every time I go into the store, I just pull up my want list and I'm, I start hitting the, the back issue bins. But, yep. uh, yeah, so this, this app is great. 
And, uh, yeah, it's uh, like I said, it's free. The as far as the, the Transformers go, there there is no app. So uh, no, there isn't. I, so I mean, there's a there's a site. Um, there's a couple sites, but um, I mean, one the one that is probably the the best. And it, I mean, I I say best in quotations because mm. it's it's by best, it's pretty shitty. <laughs> it's it's Shamax, I think, is it? It's you know. And that's, I mean, it, it has everything listed and there are very few pictures. So, I mean, when I say that, they, they also keep a, a, a list of every single variation of every figure, which is insane. So, you know, so they, you know, you want to say, okay, well, I bought, I don't know, let's say... G1 Optimus Prime. Okay, cool. Well, they have a picture of that. Okay, great. But what version of G1 Optimus Prime did you get? Oh, <laughs> there are different versions? Yeah, there are. Okay, well, we're, I bought mine in Canada. Okay, well, what year did you buy it in? Because that's mm-hmm. also going to determine, oh my God, Jesus, shoot me in the face. Right? Okay, <laughs> yeah. so... So yes, there are many different versions and then it's also going to ask you how much you paid for it and that kind of stuff. So it helps a lot when you're trying to keep track of like the value of your collection and stuff like that. It can also say like, you know, oh, I bought, um, you're going through your current collection and you know that you bought, let's say thrilling thirties, I don't know, skids, uh, off the shelf like you bought them new from a store yeah. and you you're saying i'm gonna add this one because i have him and say oh did you and you're going through all the the, the questions that's on this on mm-hmm. this site because it's not an app it's a website yeah and it's saying okay so what was the value of it when you bought it and you say i don't remember what it was but i know i bought it off the shelf from the store well it's 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 curated by the community. So you may not have to remember if the community remembers what the value of, or what the, what the retail price of this thing was. Right. So mm-hmm. you just look to the side and they'll say, okay, well this thing was, I don't know, 22 bucks or something like that. When you bought it off the shelf, off the shelf. Okay. Yeah. Well that probably cause it's got 45 people saying they paid 22 bucks for this thing when they bought it off the shelf. That's probably what retail was for it. So I'll just put in that I paid 22 bucks for it. So, yeah, so you can, and that helps you with your, you know, if you're off by anything, it's probably a couple cents. So it's, it's pretty reliable that way, but it's definitely not an app and it's, it's a lot more work, especially if you have like me, like multiple hundreds of figures. So <laughs> Yep, absolutely. Infernal technical difficulties, and just when the show was getting interesting. Yeah, that that is awesome. That's yeah, and I wish you would think with everything that anybody does that there would be a toy. Hey, maybe all things Transformers and Transmissions can team up and make a Transformers Collectors app so you can have a. That's a lot of work, though. Like we would probably have to get Ant from uh, from tfu.info because he has all the info and all the uh, all the past releases to to populate all of that. <laughs> I mean, there's got to yeah. be there's got you'd think there's money in it. There's there's got to be some money in it, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, 
buck twenty nine download or whatever it is nowadays. Probably five ninety nine download for premium stuff. Oh, inflation and digital things. Oh boy. How do you display your toys? So with your Transformers, are there ones that you prefer, like, grouping together? Or, like, do you enact scenes? Do you have Optimus getting shot by Megatron while, you know, arm-holding Hot Rod? That kind of stuff. Why throw away your life so recklessly? Yeah, the... I've got... I've got five Detolfs. And mm-hmm. they generally are reserved for my higher end stuff. So the one that's right beside my desk is housing my, um, let's see here. My, my G1 countdown base is on the bottom. I've got, um, I've got some third party toys, uh, Phoenix, uh, Fansoy's Phoenix and the deformation star scream, uh, on the, next shelf up um then i got my uh my unicron on the middle shelf so i stare right at him almost every day uh, he's the uh the uh, uh the 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 third party one not the haslap one yeah not, um, not the not the he, big expensive one yeah yeah because he this one fits in the in the shelf so and yeah, then on the go. top shelf is my my super expensive Beast Wars toys, so uh, so they're right there, nicely protected. Uh, in the back, I have um, along the four along the bottom four shelves of the four Detolfs, I have I have four giant uh, combiners, so they're all they're all in the the back four shelves, and then um, and then along the top, the uh, the two shelves, uh, the top two shelves on the the right no the, the left are autobots and then the the two shelves on the left two uh detolfs are decepticons and the middle the middle two shelves for both um do contain some some g1s some higher end g1s so um the decepticon one has uh has my reflector in it and my stalker and can't remember the name of the other one, but he's almost all gold plastic, and and then I've got the uh, yeah I've got the um, my uh, my Monstructor Thunderclash, my Predator Jets, um, my uh, uh, my the rest of my Turbo Masters, my Red Face Slag, and my Bumble Jumper in the other one, so. Yeah, it's there's some nicely valuable stuff in those ones, and and generally I uh, I, I I do tend to put Autobots on one side and the Decepticons on the other. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the way I've got my uh, my my G one sorted out. Mm-hmm. My G ones are are sorted on the shelves by year, by oh, like cool. release year. So Soundwave superior, Constructicons inferior. Yeah, so it's it's kind of funny to look at the the 1984 release year because there was only like there was only like nine Decepticons released that year yep. to like the to like the two dozen Autobots. Yeah, uh, and I you know you look at it and I I remember thinking about it at the time like how the hell did the Autobots not destroy the Decepticons that year like. How did they lose? So, yep. yeah. I mean, the Decepticons obviously got a lot of reinforcements the next year, but so did the Autobots. Like, 
they shouldn't, the Autobots should not have even had a been like, you know, had a problem with the Decepticons in those first two years, but they did. So, uh, you know, but yeah, so that's generally how I display them with, uh, you know, op- opposites, not really any kind of stories playing out. It's just kind of just showing, you know, the different teams. Yeah. Like these are the good guys. These are the bad guys, you know? Yeah. That is very, yeah. very cool. Yeah. You mentioned your most expensive beast wars toys. I think that would probably be a, uh, good place to tell your number one beast wars fan story. Go, go for booting up core. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Basically, I just uh I I mean I just bought the uh I've just, you know, the the guys on the podcast, they are uh they are admittedly very very big beast wars fans. Mm-hmm. They are fans of the of the cartoon. Mm-hmm. And uh, they also really enjoy all the other all the other fiction that comes along with it, and um, and I'm not. I'm. I mean, I, I'm. I'm. I very much dislike the cartoon. It's. Uh, you know. I. I can't get over the look of it. So. Uh, but. Uh, but what I do enjoy about Beast Wars are the toys. So. What uh, I had an opportunity to buy one of the most expensive Beast Wars toys that uh, came around, and it was the uh, um, the Icard and Taco Tank, and uh, it's just a, a fun, crazy little you know uh, Beast Wars figure. And uh, I mean, the Taco Tank is really it's just a giant you know squid mm-hmm. <laughs> octopus thing, <laughs> and uh, it's honestly it's just an accessory to the Icard figure, which is just. Uh, you know, just a tiny little figure, but, but, uh, you know, it's expensive. So, uh, you know, when, uh, when I, when this thing came in, I, I, I told the guys on the show, I said, look, unless you guys are going to pony up the, uh, the money to actually buy a better, uh, a more expensive Beast Wars toy than me, then, uh, then from this point on, I'm the biggest Beast Wars fan. So, uh, you know, and, uh, and, you know, and they still haven't. So, I mean, I, I, <laughs> the, uh, the title of number one Beast Wars fan because, uh, they uh they they have yet to uh to try and take it from me so yeah it's uh you know it's a it's a title that uh i don't necessarily want but uh will happily will happily take because it uh, it irks seemingly so many people <laughs> yeah yeah you'll you'll happily sell out for the title that's right it's a purchasable title anyone yeah. can take it they just got to they just got to buy a figure and they got to be uh you know a, a host on transmissions that's you know that's a catch do you so do you think they will ever, like you, you mentioned that they're doing the Beast Wars reissues and stuff like that. Do you think they will ever do a new Icard and Taco Tank? Never, never. It's, uh, it's too obscure. And, and I mean, it was a Beast Wars, uh, I think it's Beast Wars Neo, right? Okay. So it's, it's, it's a Japanese, you know, mm-hmm. exclusive figure too, right? So yeah, it's, uh, it's one of those figures that it's, uh, you know, it's, it's very cool. But, uh, yeah, it's, sorry, it's, it's not Beast Wars near, it's Beast Wars second. Second. Sorry. I, yeah. Yeah. Sorry, everybody. I got confused with my Beast Wars is, uh, <laughs> I don't know the show is that well. I know the toys. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's a Beast Wars second and it's, uh, it's crazy. Like, I mean, um, I can run through the rest of the characters on that shelf just because, you know, sure. if yeah. people are thinking that, uh. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm claiming it just because I just have one character or one figure. So <laughs> I do have in that shelf, I do have a dirge gun. Mm-hmm. I do have uh, a hell scream. 
I do have Max B. Uh, I do have Thrustor. Mm-hmm. And I have Galvatron, who's just a cool, he's a cool figure, that one. And Moon B. Or sorry, Moon, just Moon. It's not Moon B. Uh, so Moon as well. So that Moon, who just made an appearance in uh, in that uh, uh, last bot standing uh, car, uh comics comic yeah. yeah very cool very cool yeah yeah i've always wondered if they were ever gonna make a squid a la the movie and they kind of did except it's in beast wars second not the g1 <laughs> like that's right y- you know you, you <laughs> every hot rod slash rodimus toy they've ever made at least most of them you have to have the the saw blade accessory for his for his hand, and almost all of them have them, except we don't really have the squid to go along with the like if they can make a quintesson judgment thing, they can make a squid like the all they gotta do is repaint this thing. Yeah. So it's I mean a lot of the the, the tentacles are all this soft plastic, right? So yeah, yeah. It's, it's it's probably not as uh, not as easy to make as, as it was back in the day, but mm-hmm. it's doable. I mean, the, it's got a water gun in it. So, I mean, it's, it's really of its time. The, does the water shoot out its nose? Please tell it me does. the water shoots. Okay. Yeah. That's what I thought. Yeah. I'm sure. looking at this thing in skin squid mode. I'm like, Oh, that would be hilarious. <laughs> yep. For sure. Oh, that's so cool. All right, if you could only keep one toy from your entire collection, what would it be and why? Oh, we've talked about this before. Um, <laughs> and uh, as much as I do like my G1 Optimus Prime, mm-hmm. um, and I've got I've got a lot of expensive toys, mm-hmm. um, I'm probably going to be walking away with my uh, my O1 Studio Cell, the, uh, the, the Unicron. It's just awesome. I, I like yeah. it so much. Um, it's, it's got a lot of presence. And it's, you know, I've, I even, I've modded it out. So it has a little voice chip in it now. So yeah, it's, uh, cool. it's awesome. It's, it's a really great figure and, uh, yeah, it, uh, it transforms into a ball. So, uh, yeah, I, <laughs> it's uh, easily pack up, pack awayable. Yep. Absolutely. On the flip side of that, here's the toy box challenge. You get one 18 by 18 by 18 box. The only toys you can keep have to fit in the box. What are you putting in there? What's 18? Uh, 18 by 18 by 18. I don't know. Height, yeah, what is 18? Size, uh, inches? Yeah, probably. Okay. okay. I don't know inches. so. Oh, I don't know it's metrics, easier. so... So I'm just, I had to bring out my tape measure here. So that's uh, 40, 46 centimeters. Okay. So 46 by 46 by 46. I don't know. <laughs> that's an, uh, so, so anything I can put into that? Mm-hmm. Yep. Interesting. All right. I mean, I could fit a lot of transformers into that. Um, <laughs> I have I have a sentimental one that I've kept even though it's all broken, mm-hmm. um, and uh, and my I have I've I've I may have mentioned it the last time I know I've mentioned it on uh, on a couple episodes of transmissions but there's a um, there's a there's a mask toy that I've kept it's called the meteor and it's a uh, it's a white jet thing and I've kept it 
for a number of years. It's broken, but it was the last toy that my dad gave me before he passed away. So mm. I've, I've kept this thing forever. I've recently last year, uh, bought an, uh, an, a working one off of eBay. Mm. And, uh, I've, I've been hoping to get a nice pair or a nice set of stickers for it. But, uh, the ones that I found were not the proper type of stickers. So, um, so I'm, I'm looking to get an, uh, uh, the, the proper ones, but, uh, yeah, so that would be, that would be the one I, I would want it to, to make sure I got in there for sure. Mm. Um, other than that, I mean, there's a bunch of other ones. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm looking at a room with, with probably 500 transformers in it. So I'd probably, I'd probably transform a bunch of them down to their smallest sizes and, and fit them, fit as many of them in there as I possibly could. Yeah, Absolutely. All right, this is going to be interesting. I know you tolerate them, but are you a Funko fan? <laughs> I mean, not not overly. Okay. They uh, they um, they they they. How do I say this? They they absolutely take over the uh, the collecting space now Mm -hmm. so i mean if any any con that i go to every single booth is has got funko now yeah and it drives me nuts i i don't understand the collectability of them and i mean it's fine i don't need to right and i'm glad that that people like you out there do Mm -hmm. and and that's you know there's there's nothing wrong with being into them yeah, um, the, I mean, I'm pretty sure I'm older than you. So uh, the way I yeah. look at them, as I I see, I see Beanie Babies when I look at Funkos. <laughs> so you know when I, I just you know the Funkos have lasted a lot longer than Beanie Babies have though. So you know I just I look at these things and I see, okay, well they're just marketed better and they're it's run better. So I mean Beanie Babies had to had to crawl so uh be uh, so funkos could run kind of thing so <laughs> it's uh, it's it's uh, it's it's just a, it's it, the next evolution of of mass uh collectability um yeah so i mean it's fine they're not, they don't have to be my thing mm-hmm. but uh, i'm glad i'm glad that people are finding um finding their their niche in them yeah you're born in 75 if you Me? Were 10, no, I'm yeah, I'm eight, I'm born in eighty actually. Oh, then we're the same age. Okay, cool. Yeah, I was born in February of eighty. I'll be forty three in a few months or whenever the hell later next year. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. 
More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Yeah, no, the thing with Funko for me, and I and I, and I understand, and I get your point, and I, I do agree. Conventions, every booth has at least one wall, if not more walls. And then there are specific places at conventions now where that that's what they are. They are a Funko booth. They don't have anything else. Uh, for me personally, it, what it, what it is about them is it's an easy way for me to collect the characters that I love. That's like, like I mentioned earlier about the you know spending the forty dollars at GameStop for the ten and a half inch Unicron. That because the way the Transformers license with Funko works, as far as I've understood it from what I've seen released, they can make any Funko Pop out of a Transformers character as long as it is the toy design. So all of the multiple Optimus Primes they've made are all variations on the original 84 robot mode. This Unicron is a version, a smaller version of the Haslab design. He has these teeth. Ugh, teeth. Um, You know, but for me it was more about like characters that I was never going to have a toy of. Like the, and I'm sure there have been toys over the years, but like, the cereal mascots like Count Chocula, Boo Berry, Frankenberry, that kind of stuff. Like, you know, specific thing. Like, out of every single McDonald's Happy Meal toy there has ever been, I don't think there really has ever been a Grimace toy. I don't remember if there was. There probably was, but like, you know, you know. So that's what it is for me. And I've I've said this in in, in all these episodes, but that's essentially what it is. But you're right. It is. It is taking it over, and the I think the only way that they are not going to fade away in the next couple of years is if they get a Nintendo license. Because if they get a Nintendo license, Funko will just explode even more than they already have. Hmm. As you mentioned earlier, you do have a lot of expensive toys. What was the most money you spent on a toy? Well, I mean, I did buy the HasLab Unicron. Okay. And that was about, uh, well... In Canadian, it was probably about eight hundred bucks. Mm-hmm. The, um, I mean, I've also finished the the Moon Studios Radiotron. So okay. I mean, it's it's what it's it's six figures. So mm-hmm. is that because it combines into one? But it's six. Is that count as one? I mean, I'm not taking it apart anytime well, soon. It, so yeah, I mean, like just overall. Like, it doesn't have to be a single toy. Like, for me, right now, I can safely say the most money I ever spent was on the entirety of the BotCon 2008 set. So whatever the box, whatever the five figures cost, plus the exclusives, I think I paid just over $800 US. So, and that was for eight figures, you know. So what did that taco tank cost? That was about uh, just over just over two hundred bucks. It's, oh, really? It's not much. It's yeah, not much. no. Like, like the fact that these guys they they don't want to do it. It's uh, it's kind of sad. <laughs> Come on, Doctor Pants, you're the number one Beast Wars fan, according to you. Come on, Doctor Pants, yeah. let's go. The um, but uh, I mean the uh, the the Radi- Moon Studios Radiotron probably is uh is just over nine hundred Canadian. Um, the uh. Like like I, I mentioned when we did the Transformers focused one mm-hmm. is uh 
I own a lot of figures that have appreciated in value since I, I bought them or have acquired them. So, you know, like I said, I have a a red face slag that I picked up uh, from a store that didn't know it was a red face slag or didn't care that it was a red face slag. So they just sold it to me as it was a, a G1 slag, which was like $45. Like, you know, okay. Yeah. I'll buy that in a minute. And, you know, so yeah, it's probably worth 250 bucks, you know, but you know, I didn't pay that. So my collecting has been all about finding deals. Yeah. You know, I have, I have a, uh, a, a complete, uh, a hundred percent complete G one monster. Uh, yeah. What is it? Uh, Monstructor. Mm-hmm. And he's probably 300 to $350 worth. Right. But I just, I, I got him from working at the, the comic book store store. So, you know, just, I worked it off. So, you know, does that, I didn't pay any money for it. Right. Yeah. So yeah. Does that count? Like, I mean, I have a lot of figures that are worth a lot of money, but yeah. I didn't exchange real money for it. Kind of yeah. Thing. So, and yeah. I mean, most of us aren't in it for the value. The value in the toy is like you said, the fact that you get to claim this title or the fact that you really enjoy G1 opt like the whole point, like, we're not, most of us are not in it just because they're, they have value to them monetarily. Yeah. So on the flip side of that, you, you say you like finding discounts and, and getting stuff for cheap. So what was the cheapest toy you bought and what was the best deal you ever got? That's an easy question to answer. Because, <laughs> um, <clears throat> I used to work at Toys R Us mm-hmm. and uh, that was, uh, the real really was the impetus of me getting back into transformers that I could not help myself when I was working <laughs> at Toys R Us. And, um, at the time there was, uh, I think it was probably around dark of the moon. Uh, so 2011 or so yep. 2012 That's, there, yep. there was a, um, there was a line of deluxe figures that came out and, uh, a bumblebee figure was on the shelf that had like racing um, paint job on it. He he had a, he had a number and everything. Like uh, I don't remember what it was. I never kept the toy because I got it so cheap. I, I donated it to children's charity Um, (laughs) and like it was around Christmas time. So Mm -hmm. uh, these things were peg warming and nobody would like, nobody was buying them. There were tons of them on the, the shelf and uh, a rep, uh, like the, the, the merchandiser from Hasbro came in. They always, they do. And every now and then, if you're in the store, you'll, you'll know these people, they yeah. come in and they kind of, you know, rearrange the shelves and they put up product that are in the back and stuff like that. And, uh, this person came in and they see all these things here and they, they say, okay, we're gonna, we're putting these stickers on these, these particular, uh, figures because we need them to move. And I, 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 I asked him, what is it? And he said, Oh, it's a, it's a $9 discount sticker. Oh, I said, okay. Uh, and I, you know, and I thought, well, um, knowing that this thing is like a, um, a $16 deluxe at right now, this thing is going to bust it down to like five bucks. And I'm like, okay, yeah. that's, that's pretty good. You know? And I, I'm like, I really <laughs> still don't want it, but now it's like five <laughs> bucks. Might, might as well buy it. Yeah. Right. I'm thinking yeah. I still get my employee discount. 
<laughs> so I'm like, so I, you know, the employee discount, right. Is actually mm-hmm. going to come off of the, the price before the coupon. Right. Like, Oh, okay. Right. So I go and get the thing at the end of the day and, um, I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to do this properly. I'm not going to try and run it through myself. So I, I had the, uh, the, the shift supervisor or the manager on duty or whatever, run it through and mm-hmm. they ran it through. And the total price on this thing was 24 cents. <laughs> <laughs> Holy crap. So I'm like, oh, oh my God. So I went out yeah. to, I went and grabbed a quarter <laughs> and I paid for this thing with a quarter. And this thing, I mean, it was incredible. Like I, like I it went from a figure that I was like, all right, well, maybe I'll buy it to like, yeah, I'm going to go and I'm going to get a couple of these and I'm going to donate them to, uh, to the, like the, the children's Christmas charity and stuff like that. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. That's cool though. That's absolutely, that, that's great. Yeah. It, especially with a deal like that and a figure like Bumblebee, like, like, like you said, Bumblebee is one of the most recognizable, you know, top tier Transformers characters, every kid, no matter when they were born, you know, as long as they're old enough to have their parents yeah. introduce them to it, you know, every kid knows who Bumblebee is. Do you visit toy shows or conventions? When you visit toy shows or conventions, do you have <laughs> a typical methodology? Do you bring a certain amount of money for what you were searching for? Well, yes, sir. I do visit toy shows and conventions. Um, I, uh, I went to TFCon in July in here, here in Toronto. Mm-hmm. And I just recently went to London Comic Con here in uh, London, Ontario. And, uh, I will be going to TFCon Chicago in, uh, later this month. So I'll be, uh, driving up your way soon. Um, but, uh, yeah, as far as my methodology goes, mm-hmm. um, it's changed a lot over the years. It depends on the kind of convention I'm going to. Like if I'm going to a straight up con, um, I'll uh, I'll I'll go with a bit of a plan. Generally, mm-hmm. I like to uh, to talk to like uh, comic book creators and stuff like that, and kind of get signatures and and whatnot. When I'm going to uh, like a TF con or, or or something like that, I I try to um, I try to get the I try. I try to m- maybe be a little bit more uh, in the background. I mm-hmm. since I've been in the community and in the fandom for such a long time, I go to these conventions just mainly mainly just to to be around friends that I've met over the years mm-hmm. and just to kind of participate in the convention. So, with regards to like this upcoming uh, TFCon uh, in Chicago. Uh, you know, we're, we're going to, we're going to have a panel, uh, at the, uh, at the end of the, at the end of the show. And we're, we're just going to kind of interact with, uh, with listeners of transmissions, but, yep. uh, you know, mainly we're going to go and see what's up and not really looking to, to buy a lot of stuff. But if we do see something, then yeah, maybe we'll, we'll buy some things. Um, but, uh, generally, uh, we, you know, the, the other guys and I from transmissions, we really don't get to see each other all that much. So when we do get a chance to actually see each other in person, we, we, uh, we really like to take the opportunity to do that. Um, yeah. And, uh, and, and Chicago is really close for, for all of us. So yeah, it's a, it's a a really good opportunity and Chicago is a fun town. We were, when we were there last, we, uh, we really enjoyed it. Yeah. Yeah. Chicago is one toddling town. That's right. I am, 
three hours and 30 minutes north, or, well, technically southeast of Chicago. So, yeah. So you're going? No, I'm not going. I w- if I oh. was going, if I was going, I would have had to have found a way to get a certain ticket that they have for a certain person that's going to be there because that would be the only reason why I would go is to get a chance to talk to the man. Look, as much as I diss Optimus Prime as a character, there is no lost love. Like, I love Peter Cullen. Like, that man gave the voice to the character, and, you know, I, I would love to be able to meet him. But no, sadly, I'm not going. Oh, he's he's a nice guy. I met him uh, when he came to Toronto the one year. Yeah, yeah, he's, yeah, yeah Peter is is awesome. And the reason why I paused at the beginning of question 26 is because I skipped question 25. What modern and or vintage toy lines are you collecting right now? Uh, well, I, I do collect Transformers, uh, both modern and vintage. I collect... Um, I, over the, the course of the pandemic, mm-hmm. I thought, you know what? I'm going to collect... Hot Wheels, because they're cheap, and I can get them at the dollar store, which is within walking distance from my house. Yep. So I started, and I've always had an interest in Hot Wheels. I mean, which kid growing up didn't, you know, kind of thing. You grab a Hot Wheel, and you go and play with it in the dirt outside. Mm-hmm. But, uh, uh, you know, over the years, being especially being at Toys R Us for the years that I was, uh, mm-hmm. I would see uh, I would see Hot Wheels on the on the shelf, and I would, I would kind of grab a couple because they just they would look cool. Especially when I'd walk by the shelf and I'd see, holy shit, there's a Batmobile on the on the rack, you know. <laughs> so I'd grab that one and kind of thing. So um, so I would start to amass this small little collection of, of Hot Wheels over the years. But uh, when the pandemic hit, I I, uh, um, I, I really started to uh, say, you know what, let's uh, let's kind of dive into this because they were like a buck fifty each year and. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I thought this can be really cheap and, uh, I can really kind of, kind of, kind of get into this. Um, <clears throat> but, uh, I, d- I did get into Marvel legends for a while and, uh, and they got, they, it got out of hand really fast. And, uh, <laughs> and I, and I had to, uh, I had to, had to stop myself, uh, box them all up and take them, take them to the comic book store and say, look, you give me something for these because I cannot collect these and transformers at the same time. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, as, as those are the only toy lines um, as far, but I cannot understate the, uh, the, the fact that I collect comics as well. Uh, yeah. It is almost at this point it is almost 50, 50 with transformers. <laughs> well, folks, you're going to be hearing Daryl in 2023 because the whole point of all of these origins that I've now expanded to started with the pull bag. We have 25 questions about reading and you getting into or out of comics. So Daryl's going to be a three-peater around here sometime next year. (laughs) What do you think it is about our generation that causes our childhood toys to mean so much more to us than, say, for instance, our parents' generation? Um... That's a, that's another uh, good question. I, I, I think I talked a little bit about this when I interviewed, uh, Izzy Franzizi on the, uh, on our, on our one-on-one show that Mm -hmm. we did. Um, and, uh, we, we dove into a little bit of the the nostalgia fact, but I think there's a, there's an aspect of just, um, just the, the wanting to relive your youth, but you don't necessarily need to actually 
you know, go through the motions of reliving it. You can Mm -hmm. just have it by you, beside Mm -hmm. you. And just by looking at it, you can say, okay, well, that's comforting. And just, you can kind of sit in it, you know, it's like a, 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 like a comforting soup that you can kind of have and, and just kind of be in, in the nostalgia, right? You just kind of surround yourself in it and it's, and it's kind of comforting. I find that, you know, sometimes when I've had a stressful day, I don't necessarily need to do anything, but I can come down here and sit, you know, in my chair here in my, you know, my office and Mm -hmm. just kind of just being in this room relaxes me. You know, there's nothing particularly relaxing about this room. It's a mess. (laughs) It's it's an absolute disaster nine times out of 10, but just the amount of nostalgia in this room, the amount of, of, you know, just memories and, you know, stuff that's, you know, kind of takes your mind away from, you know, your current problems that, that helps so much. And, and that's, you know, the, the fact that, you know, our parents' generation didn't have that or they did, you know, they, they definitely had something because I know that, you know, for my, for, for a fact, my mother has, you know, a real, a real nostalgia for, you know, her Beatles collectibles. She mm-hmm. has a lot of that stuff, you know, still, you know, and, and laments the fact that her, her mother, my grandmother got, got rid of a lot of her stuff when she was younger. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, that kind of, uh, you know, that kind of nostalgia is just, uh, yeah, that kind of sits with her. So yeah, she, you know, she has that kind of thing sitting there too, but you know, that generation, there was a, a different impetus put on, you know, responsibility, I guess. And, and so she doesn't need, really need to, you know, s- sit in her soup of the Beatles uh, for relaxation. She can kind of put her music on, I guess, and, and, and kind of work away on whatever she needs to do. She doesn't need to, and uh, you know, kind of embrace uh, the, the action figures or toys that she might have, have had at one point. She doesn't have to rebuy all the stuff that her mother threw away. Yeah. Um, you know, and I mean, if my father was still alive, um, I have no doubt that he will have bought some old car that he probably would have had. I have no doubt mm-hmm. because he was a, he was a, uh, a bit of a, of a nut job that way, but he, uh, you know, I, there are, there are stories I get told of him, you know, uh, going with, uh, going after old cars and stuff like that. So he, he would have, he, he, I, I have no doubt that there would be a, 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 an old car sitting on, in maybe on blocks or something in my driveway or something like that, because yeah, he would have chased it around, but yeah, it's, uh, yeah. So there's, you know, there is nostalgia there. You just, it's, does it, it's disguised differently for, yeah. for that generation. Yeah. Yeah. It's more like under the radar, whereas us having, cause for us, it was more of, Oh, this is just like, I honestly believe, and I've said this in every episode, I honestly believe the 1980s, the late 70s, up until the 80s, and all the way through the 90s to today, is when the whole boom of toy collecting started. Even though we were kids and we were just playing with them at the time, but you have brands that started back then, Transformers, G.I. Joe, He-Man, Mask, Gem, whatever, you know, insert, you know, all of that, you know, the Star Wars stuff, you know, and they are now continuing 40 to 50 years later. And well, yeah, you know. it's, I mean, you know, I'm Canadian, but 
I, I still <laughs> recognize the, uh, the importance of what Ronald Reagan did. Mm-hmm. Right. You yep. know, sure. He, he was a Republican, but he still changed the way that, that cartoons were marketed. Yeah. So, you know, that had a huge effect on, on us here in Canada and especially you guys there in the States. Mm-hmm. That was not a thing for our parents' generation. Nope. So, you know, so of course it's going to be different for them. Yeah, absolutely. So what is your motivation for purchasing toys to display, play, fiddle? Describe your collecting style. Are you a complete completionist, a storyteller, cherry picker, or otherwise? Uh, I've, I've evolved recently. I mean, I'm definitely more of a cherry picker now. Like mm-hmm. we discussed earlier, I yeah. used to be a bit of a completionist uh, going after everything, but uh, mm-hmm. recent events in, uh, you know, our recent discovery of Hasbro's policies and their mm-hmm. exclusivity agreements mm-hmm. um, have, have lended me to be more of a, of a cherry picker. Uh, I do still enjoy a lot of the main line. I used to buy almost everything except for like the really, really childish stuff. Um, mm-hmm. like I'm, I'm sitting here and I'm looking at a, a bunch of like the, uh, RID 2015 toys and stuff like that. Uh, but, uh, I stopped, I stopped with those. I would have really liked to have bought the Cyberverse warrior class toys, but mm-hmm. I told myself, you're not buying anything other than the generations line anymore out of mainline. So mm-hmm. I, you can't afford to buy everything. So I had to draw a line somewhere and that was one of the cuts. So yeah, I, I look at it fondly, mm-hmm. but yeah, I, uh, I just, I, I had to, uh, I had to get rid of something and I really wish that, uh, some of that stuff would stay, but, uh, it, it, it had to go. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Have you ever purchased a toy for a child with the ulterior motive of playing with it yourself? Um, Yes. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I have I have two kids now, and one of them's thirteen. So, yeah, a lot of my daughter's first toys were uh, were kind of bought in the, you know, under the guise of like, okay, well, this is for you, but uh, you know, until you're old enough, I'm just gonna yeah. keep this for myself. Yeah, I'm, I'm just I'm gonna hold on to it for you. <laughs> on the flip side, my son, who's nineteen months old now, is currently playing with like a. Um, like a, a, a an Optimus Prime from uh, what was that uh, the kids show that just ended recently? What was that? Uh, Bot Bots? Uh, no, no, the other one, uh, the one that was on TV. Uh, Rescue Bots. Rescue uh. Bots, yes, uh, Rescue Bots Optimus Prime. So mm. yeah, so and I've had and I, honestly, I bought that when my daughter was quite young as well. Um, not well, maybe it was for her originally, but uh, it, once she grew out of it, it ended up in my collection, and now it's with my son, so it's kind of it's kind of cute that it's, it's kind of made its way to him. So yeah, he loves you know, it now. Made all the rounds. Yeah. Yeah. With the lucky land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. So kind of on the flip side of that, have you purchased a vintage toy for a child because you thought it would be cool based on your own preferences? Yes. Uh, reissued, though. <laughs> so, I I do not buy original re, uh, G1 toys for, for anybody but myself. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so the um, the reissue line that went to Walmart, mm-hmm. um, my daughter currently owns the uh, the Hot Rod, mm-hmm. and I think the the tape two pack with Ravage and one of the one of the tape bros that might have been well frenzy or rumble whichever one you decide the red one is <laughs> um but uh that's the uh the tape pack she got i think those are the g1s that she has in there yeah mm. so it's a reissue but it's it's uh, it's still it's, it's still g1 it's technically still vintage because those those old reissue toys now that what came out in Early two thousands, late two thousands, right before the twenty. I, I forget when the commemorative series started. It was like whenever they started doing, like you said, generations and the splits off, the splits off of that kind of stuff. Yeah. So. It's not. I mean, it's not even that. Those are the those are the reissues that just happened, though. These are the those are the ones that just happened. So. Okay. These, these toys are only like, like three years old, four years old. Oh really? Hmm. Yeah. Cool. Cool, cool. Do you do any toy modifications or customs, painting, building, build dioramas, that kind of stuff? Um, no. So I, I generally stay away from painting my toys because mm-hmm. uh, I'm not a very good painter. Okay. Uh, there are there are some aspects to. I don't really call it customizing; more of like fixing. So mm-hmm. sometimes there is a figure that that does come out that needs a little bit of a of a of a helping hand, like it uh, it came from the factory misassembled, or there's some kind of like little tweak that it needs to just kind of, you know, do you know do what it needs to do right. Mm-hmm. So every now and then I'll do something like that. There was uh, the thrilling thirty uh, Blitzwing, I think it was, whose shoulders didn't peg in right. So, uh, there was a little fix that needed to happen. And I, I remember making a video on my YouTube channel about that. And, uh, and then that, uh, put that out there. There was, um, uh, I know that, uh, I made a, uh, a video recently about, uh, the, uh, Siege Galvatron on just how to, how to take off the, uh, the, the damage, uh, paint, like the, uh, just the, the wear. Yeah. Um, 
then they went ahead and released one without the damage anyway. So, um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I'd like to, to repair the shoulders on them, but, uh, I just haven't got the, you know, haven't gone ahead and done anything like that myself yet, but there yeah. are, you know, so basically those are the kind of things I'll do. I, yeah. I'm, you know, I'm technically inclined. So usually I have no, no problems tearing apart a figure and, mm-hmm. and putting it back together. That's part of my job when I go to the, uh, the comic book store is to kind of take all the broken figures and, and kind of part, part them back together with other ones and kind of, you know, kind of Frankenstein one, you know, one good one out of a bunch of busted ones. But, Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, it's, uh, you know, I'm pretty decent at doing stuff like that. Very cool. Very cool. Do you think toy companies should specifically have adult collector toys, child toys, or find a way to mix both? Hmm. Okay. So there, when, if you, if, a, if a company were to, were to dedicate itself to making adult collectibles, then at some point in the future, that company will eventually go out of business. You know, if you aren't, if you aren't seeding your future, you are destined to just die. So you have to continuously build towards your future audience. Unfortunately, even building towards what they're doing right now, building towards their future audience is, is still, is still getting smaller and smaller and smaller. So it may seem that to us as the collective collecting market that, you know, Hasbro or Mattel or whoever is not paying any attention to the kids who should be buying transformers as you know, cause that's where, where my eyes generally go. They are, they're paying an awful lot of attention to the kids market because not because, you know, we need them to as collector collectors, but because they as a company need them to, because, you know, we, you and I being 42 years old, you know, we're not going to be collecting transformers for uh, ever, right? You know, you know, in, in 10 years, are we going to still collect transformers or in 20 years, are we going to collect transformers? Right. But they've got these kids who are, you know, six to 10 who are just in the starting to want to get toys from the toy store, right. Who they need to now grab a hold of and say, look, you can get a toy. And those are the kids who will buy toys, you know, for the next 20 years, right. Or who will be given toys, right. That kind of thing. And, and that's, that's just, that's just economics. They just, they need to, you know, they need to seed the future. And that's, uh, there are companies out there who are buying, who are marketing to just adult collectors and that's perfectly fine. Let those let those smaller third party companies, the ones like Super Seven, the ones like Funko, like Funko is is fine dealing with what they're doing. Those 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 figures can go to kids. You know, I've never seen a Funko collector more upset when they watch a child open up a Funko Pop. Though it's it's crazy when you see when i've when i've watched a a funko collector watch a child open up one it's it's kind of funny so yeah it's a little ridiculous (laughs) 
<laughs> but, um, but yeah, it's, uh, there are uh, n- the larger companies, Hasbro, Mattel, um, Playmates, uh, those kind of companies, they need to allow for both. And, and they're, you know, frankly, they're doing well right now with, with what's happening. It's the, it's the way that everything is, is kind of playing out. That's kind of doing those companies a disservice. Um, you know, and unfortunately I have no ideas as to how to fix it. Yeah. I mean, you know, I'm, I'm actually, as you're talking about this, I'm trying to, cause usually at least once every time I open Instagram, I will end up swiping over to a Hasbro ad of like shattered glass sound wave that's coming out. And the first thing on there is obviously the picture of the toy. And then the, the little caption that parents swipe up to order now. So, you know, they are telling you, Hey, swipe up to get this either for yourself or for your kid kind of thing. And that's, yeah, the, Honestly, everybody's answer to this question is probably going to be they need to find a way, like Hasbro, Mattel, they need to find a way to mix both. Like, look, the Origins line is great, not only for us who grew up on it, but it's also great to be able to give a child that, that feeling that we had when we were kids. You know, you want to be able to give your son the feeling of having a 1984 Optimus Prime without necessarily buying a 1984 Optimus Prime. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, find a way to mix both. Do you have, you you mentioned your mom and and your grandma getting rid of your mom's stuff, but do you have a my parents got rid of my toys story? Yeah, you had, had, this question was in the last uh, one Mm -hmm. as well. Mm -hmm. And uh, and personally, I don't... uh, I think that my answer is the same. I don't remember anything specific. It just yeah. kind of happened. So it was one of those things where there were, I, I remember, I remember having, um, like I was a cub scout when I was younger mm-hmm. and I remember there was a, a meeting where we did some kind of a show, show and tell type of day. Right. And, I thought, you know what? I'm going to bring in my Transformers collection because I was really proud of it. And it was a it was a, a larger box, large for me as a small boy. Yeah. Um, and and at some point after that, I mean, I had a good time with it. It was, you know, the point of, of the story is to just mention that it was a large box of Transformers. Um, but at, at some point after that had happened, the the toys were just gone. You know, I had stopped playing with them. I had gotten into, you know, turtles and the, the, the transformer toys just kind of went away and I didn't lose them all. I didn't, you know, get rid of them all. They, it was never my choice, but they just kind of, they just kind of didn't, they weren't around anymore. So my mother obviously decided at some point that they weren't, uh, you know, this one's broken, this one's missing a wheel or something like that. And, you know, it's like, oh, garbage, garbage, garbage. And, you know, yep. I'm like, so it was never, I was never a party to, you know, the clean out. It was mm-hmm. just, it was done probably while I slept or at school or something like that. And, and it was, uh, you know, it was just, it was in the middle of the night. It was, you know, my transformers were taken from me. <laughs> 
Yep. Soundwave and Starscream and all of the Decepticons came in. Like, yeah, I'm taking these toys. <laughs> mm-hmm. Do you feel you are coming to an end of your active collecting? If so, what has signified this phase for you? Was there ever a moment when you were completely done with toys altogether? Um, I mean, I think so. I think I, I think I am uh, starting to slow down. It is, uh, it's, it's marked by the, the fact that, you know, I just don't have the space for the stuff anymore. Right. It's also, it's also marked by the, um, the fact that I really am not into the, the, the fact that the quality is, is not there for the, the main line anymore. I'm really yeah. upset and, and not, not happy with the, the quality that's coming out from mainline. So, my attention is getting drawn to third party now. Uh, mm-hmm. I still, you know, I'm much more focused on, you know, what, you know, third party does or, you know, if my, if my dollar is going to go to something, it's going to go to like maybe a, a, a cool comic that I'm getting, you know, mm-hmm. maybe something like that or finishing off the, uh, the G1, uh, you know, toys. Cause I, I, I need very few of those and the ones that I need are now getting quite expensive. So, you know, so do which I, ones do you need? Oh man, that's a good, I got to pull up a list for that. <laughs> um, yeah. So I, I have it, I have it on a, on a spreadsheet because mm-hmm. there was, I was no way I was going to be able to keep this up. Um, give me a second here. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. So, all of 84 is complete. Okay. Um, I, I, I only have, I need Chromar and Zatar of the Power Dashers. So, okay. So, I have the, I have one of them. Uh, all of 85 is complete. All of 86 is complete. And now, and into 87, we're starting to find some, some missing ones now. So I need head, I need uh, target master blur. Okay. Uh, I need a fortress Maximus. Oh boy. Uh, and that one, I, I, I don't care if it's a, um, a reissue or not. I'll take a reissue. So that's, right. that's, you know, but uh, out of 87 Autobots, I, uh, I need two. I need okay. a, uh, I need a target master Cyclonus. And a Target Master Scourge. And I need a Slug Slinger. Okay. And for Trigger Happy, I need Blowpipe. So I need his I need his Target Master. Right. Um, yeah. Which is a hard one to find. Um, into 88, <laughs> I need Catilla. Uh, yeah. Cloudburst. Landmine. Jeez. Sky high. So out of down. Oh, there's a, there's all, still a lot. Yeah, I know. Out of all of those, though, what is so, so you're saying a lot of these are really expensive. <laughs> what is the most expensive one that you've seen online? Uh, I mean, Fortress Maximus by far. I He's going to be guess. the hardest one to find. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I guess you know if if you were looking, I think this happened back in. 
uh, let's just say somewhere between 2005 and 2010, there was an episode of Pawn Stars where this Transformers oh. collector was on there. And yeah, he had, was a, like, had a whole room full? Uh-huh. He had yeah. like seven Fortress yeah. Maximuses, and I'm like, what? I, I, I understand the whole thing of two figures per 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 character one for inbox one for out of box i get that why do you need seven of the same toy i mean a hoarder well yeah he was but uh yeah so i mean yeah so i mean if i were to count them up there's probably probably two dozen figures in here if i count the headmasters and stuff as Mm -hmm. the ones that i need so you know there's I'm getting I'm getting really close and actually I'm I was off. I had I had told you 315. I'm at 326 total G1 oh, right now. So Cool. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, but I mean there's there's a couple of them here that are are really getting harder to find. Like there's a uh um there is uh Pipeline and Gusher and Retro and Surge. These are uh MicroMaster combiners. Okay. Um and uh and they are quite uh, quite difficult to uh to get. Jeez. Uh, so, yeah. Well, that's not good. You'd, you'd think that they would be, e- especially with eBay and everything else. Of course, then you. Get oh, I mean, the they're there. They're just, and, uh, <laughs> they're just expensive. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but I'll get them eventually. So usually, you know, with some of these things, uh, they get down to about being like once a or one a uh, one a year. Mm-hmm. You know. So well, it's, it's not uh, it's bad. Slowed to a crawl. Yeah. But you have all of the stuff that you want. You know, you don't have to, like, you don't feel like you need to hunt for anything. And like you said earlier, a few minutes ago, you're not that thrilled with the current production quality of the new stuff. So, That's you right. know, you've got exactly what you want. And if you're, if you're like you also said, you know, you're never not going to not be a collector because you're going to collect comic books. You're going to collect other things or you're going to whatever. Like, every... There, you can apply collecting as a term to anything. Like, yep. You know, so, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. What is something that does not have a toy of it that you'd love to have in toy form? Oh, man. I mean, I think Funko is taking care of most of those at this point. <laughs> Funny guy. If, if you can call them toys. Stop it! They um, are <laughs> the uh, probably the uh, the human figures the from G one. So mm-hmm. Spike and Sparkplug have gotten enough, and and or Sparkplug I guess really hasn't. But Daniel, Spike, and Daniel have gotten a bunch over the years with masterpiece yeah. and stuff like that. But uh, like Carly has gotten like some kind of weird thing that came in a masterpiece. Then there's a, a chip one in you know that came with uh, I think Masterpiece it was Sunstreaker. Oh, he uh, came with Sunstreaker. Yeah. Well, that was weird. That was Sunstreaker, but yeah, it's uh you know so yeah, it's uh, there. There are little things here and there, but then like you know the uh, Melissa Fairborn or something like that. I think there yeah. was sure it's yeah okay sure it's official because it uh, it 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 came in a it was a GI Joe G- crossover yeah. with yeah. yeah so yeah but that's you know it's not. It's not Transformers. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. So something along those lines where they did like the human characters. So yeah, 
where they were proper. They don't need to scale with the masterpiece cars or anything like that because they just, they can't do that right. You know? So just, just do the, uh, I don't mind if they're in the GI Joe scale because Mm -hmm. they can actually make them look properly at that, that scale. But just, just do them, just do them once, do them in a pack you know, they like doing these massive mega packs at that, at this point, right? Yeah. Do like a mega pack of like eight or nine characters and just, you know, let's go. Like, let's oh. get this done. Can you imagine you got, let's just say the entire Wiki family, spark plug all the way down to Daniel. And then you got Carly. Technically, she is a Wiki because they eventually in some continuities are married. Yeah. They uh, them, yep. 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 Uh, then you got, like you said, Chip, and then you get into stuff like Dr. Archival or what was the, oh God. I- and away we go. Astoria. We need a masterpiece power glide with Astoria. That's oh, what sure. we need. Uh, you there know. are a lot. Yeah. There are a lot. Yeah. Uh, Sean Berger, Mr. Idiot, uh, you know, from yeah. uh, Megatron's Master Plan. Yeah, there there are surprisingly just just off the top of my head, there are so many humans in the original Generation One cartoon that were specifically involved. Like you see, you know, in a lot of those eighty four those season one episodes, you'll see like with the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Background construction workers that kind of have the same outfit as Spike and Sparkplug, but they are just background characters. But there are various... Like, can you imagine with all these Beast Wars reissues if we got an actual, like, modern-day version of... Uh, oh, what was your brother? It's Luna, and what's the what's the boys? God, why am I asking you? You're not a Beast Wars fan, or you are, but <laughs> like the the two kids um, from that episode. Uh, God, when they when Mega. Anyway, I'll look it up later. But yeah, I mean stuff like that. Like you know, yeah, absolutely. So on the flip side. What is a toy that you have that you'd love to have scaled up and functional for the real world? Oh. And not G1 Megatron? <laughs> I mean, technically, you oh. can go to any pawn shop and get a version of that, but... <laughs> yes. <laughs> and I wouldn't have to buy it. It would just come to me? Okay. Probably some kind of supersonic jet. Uh, <laughs> Uh, there's so many cool ones, like like a, a space shuttle, a supersonic jet, fucking <laughs> robot dinosaur. Come on, like there's awesome ones here. 
Skylinks? Jesus. Space Shuttle, man. Uh, yeah, I don't know if I would want... Skylinks is kind of a bastard. <laughs> he's very arrogant. <laughs> yeah, but he's smart. And his bottom half is a kitty. <laughs> that's that's very true. That is very very true. <laughs> I probably stick with like a car or a jet or something. Yeah, not Luna. Una, Una, and Chak are the two. It, it was going to drive me nuts if I didn't find it. Thank you, TF Wiki. Uh, and surprisingly, they're supposed father voiced by Gary Chalk only is goes by leader Neanderthal. He doesn't actually have a name. That's kind of sad when you think about it. How has your wife dealt with your collection? Well, she, uh, she keeps, uh, she keeps it, uh, you know, relatively, um, at an arm's reach, I guess. Mm-hmm. She, she allows uh, it to exist in the house, which is as much as I can expect. I, you know, um, uh, she knows that on Sunday nights is, uh, generally the, the, the night that we podcast. So, mm-hmm. uh, she, she's going to be, she's going to be off for, for Sunday nights and okay. she can do what she wants. And, um, and, and then, uh, yeah, uh, you know, every now and then maybe once, twice a year, I'm going to go away for the weekend and uh she'll get the house to herself mm. um you know but uh with uh with tfcon toronto for the last few years we've uh we've we've gone together we share mm-hmm. the room and then she takes off into toronto for uh for some family fun with without me so it's uh what's best for her too so <laughs> it's a uh, you know she she doesn't mind it the yeah. uh, the fact that there's a door on this uh, on this room and I can just kind of close the door to kind of hide it all is mm-hmm. uh, is probably the biggest thing. If it were spread out amongst the uh, the rest of the things in the house uh, and made it uh, made it kind of a bit of a of a bit of a deterrent within mm-hmm. the house, it would be a lot more difficult. But the, it it uh, it ke- I keep it pretty contained, and that's uh, you know that's that's important. There yeah. was a time in which it, uh, my collecting was uh, was was really um, hurting us financially mm-hmm. and uh, and we had to have a little bit more of a of a sit down and you know but uh, mm-hmm. we we got through that so it was uh, you know you got to have communication in a relationship you know absolutely so has she ever gone to any of the conventions with you like TFCon Toronto and that kind of stuff or does she just have no interest I mean, like I said, she she comes to the hotel that it's well, right, right, and, yes. Uh, but she doesn't attend. She doesn't. She okay. has no interest in going into the convention just to see it. She has, okay. you know, she, she's um, on the uh, the last day of the convention. Mm-hmm. Uh, generally, is when we will have our like podcast panel, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, she'll kind of sometimes sneak into those uh, panel rooms because those are where all the chairs are. Yeah, and uh, she'll just kind of take a seat at the back of the room just to kind of listen and mm-hmm. hear what's uh, going on. But uh, she generally has zero interest in what's going on, and that's fine. It's uh, yeah, no, I, I think it's it's better to have yeah. you know a partner so, with with completely different interests than you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, as like you said, she's you know supportive and that kind of stuff, and you know as long as that you know happens, is you know 
like you already said, you know, equal things in, in the relationship, etc. Toy collecting can have its struggles. What is one aspect you tend to struggle with the most? Um, well, it's space. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mentioned that a couple of times. Yep. And, uh, you know, I did mention that I had bought the HasLab Unicron. And I uh, I never even opened it. I had to sell it. So um, it uh, it came into the house and then it left the house. Yep. So it uh, there was no there was no space for it here. Yeah. I um, you know it it was it was a great thought, but I just I simply could not could not find room for it. Um, yeah. You know. So even when I buy a new a new masterpiece scaled figure, uh, something has to move something has to give up it's space yeah. so it's um it's gotten to the point where i don't i cannot display everything i own at this point um there are many boxes in my basement filled with with figures mm-hmm. so it's something that uh you know that's a that's a a, a daily struggle yeah yeah absolutely and yeah, I mean, space is always going to be an issue. And again, this is why I don't think any one person, unless you're going out and specifically buying a house for your collection, which I think, like I mentioned earlier, only I, I only know of ever one person ever doing that. But like, you have to pick and choose, like you said. And, you know, as long as you're not super emotionally attached to it, then you can make room for the next thing, kind of thing, whatever you're next interested in. What is one positive and or one negative memory you have with buying toys? Um, I made, I made a lot of friends through uh, buying toys. So, you know, there's, uh, there's, there's friends that I still have to this day who uh, I've met just, uh, just walking down toy aisles and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, we as collectors, we tend to, uh, when we're in a toy aisle, we will kind of stick to ourselves and not really say anything to anyone. But if, uh, if you're, if, if you're observant enough and you're in a toy aisle, if you're looking say at transformers Mm -hmm. and you notice another middle-aged man also (laughs) looking at transformers, um, there's a, might be a good chance, especially if they're kind of digging through the, sh- the shelf, you yeah. a pretty good chance. This is also another collector, yeah. right? And yeah. there, you may have something in common with this person. Yeah. And if you're in your hometown, maybe you can, you know, you can start some kind of like, you know, collector group or something mm-hmm. like that. It's, uh, yeah. you know, so that's a, that's been good. It's, it's, it's tough to kind of, to, to reach out and do that, uh, that, that first little introduction, but uh, it can be it can re- be very rewarding uh, once you do. Um, a bad one? I, I mean, I don't really have a bad one. It's uh, you know, there, there. It's always the 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 community is always very welcoming. Um, yeah. If I had a, a bad thing about uh, about trend, like the the community or, or collecting toys, mm-hmm. um, it's. I guess it would just be the gatekeeping. Um, there's a lot of gatekeeping that goes on in the communities, uh, of all of the, of all of them that I, I'm a part of. Yeah. So, you know, there, you know, you, you really don't want to discourage anybody new from collecting. Um, but, uh, you know, 
the, what I find right now is that a lot of people are getting into it because it's, uh, they think it's the new, uh, the new way to make a, uh, a, a make bunch a of money. Yeah. And toy collecting is not even close to that. You can't, no. you can't make money that way. Um, you know, so yeah, it's, uh, there's a lot of gatekeeping and, uh, there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of people willing are really trying to get into it because they think it's an, a way to invest their money. And, yeah. uh, you really, you really can't do that either. Um, and, and I, when I say that, I probably sound like I'm trying to gatekeep, but I'm not, I'm just trying to warn people off. This is not a, a way to invest. No, I so. mean, that's the thing, you know, you're not trying to gatekeep the people you're trying, like you said, you're trying like we're here to give tips to people that may or may not want to get into this. And if you want to get into this, the, ultimate tip I that anyone would have for them is get into it because you like the stuff not because you think you can make money at it that's n- like like I, we've said already in the last two hours like the monetary thing of yes it's one aspect but for the most of us it in the end of the at the end of the day we want the kingdom commander Rodimus we want the for me personally the one Galvatron want I have is the reformatted version. So I don't have to worry about the battle damage and all that. The reformatted version, that, that exclusive version that was all purple. Cause I just, mm-hmm. I absolutely love that thing. And the negative thing on my, my side is like, and this is just the way the Funko community is. Sadly, I was at, it was, it was flocked bullseye target day. It was one of their target cons that they did. They were, I had never got the original bullseye. Cause for me, like I said already, Funko pops for me are characters that don't have a, t- like the target dog. When's he ever going to have a toy? When like, no Mattel isn't going to make one Hasbro, like none of that. So, okay. Funko. Great. I never got the original one. So, they released a flocked version. Okay, it's the exact same thing, except it's a little fuzzy. Okay, it's a dog. It's supposed to be fuzzy. Hello. But I remember the day that those released, me and about six other guys were standing outside of Target, and I just kind of looked over at a couple of them. I said, you guys here to get the bullseye? They're all like, yep. I bullet. I've never moved so fast in my life bullet trained to the electronics department in target. Like I didn't push anybody over, but like I made sure I was the first one there. Cause sometimes with the Funko pops, they don't all, especially exclusives. Cause there is a huge thing in, in the toy company aspect. Any, at some point I, I keep saying this and maybe I, I'll have you on as a, as one of the guests for this. I want to do a topic on this podcast talking about exclusivity exclusions where the exclusiveness of whatever toy it is basically kicks you out of even getting a chance to have it kind of thing. So, yeah, that's, Mm. yeah, but, but like you said, mostly it's positive. Mostly, you know, you make deals with people you find, like if you're going on eBay and you're searching for whatever you're searching for, and as long as you're willing to pay that price, and as long as, you know, you pay the person and the person actually sends you what they're supposed to send you and you don't end up on a, episode of judge judy then hey everything's gravy you know yeah if you could create so if hasbro gave you the keys to the kingdom you could create any toy what would you want to create hmm 
They're doing a really good job right now, uh, putting out stuff <laughs> yeah. that uh, is pretty wild. So I don't know. <laughs> Honestly, and this is all your fault. I want a repainted taco tank to imitate the '86 squid. <laughs> like seriously, like I look at that thing and I'm like, they could do it. All they got to do is just repaint it. Like they don't like just take the old toy, somebody repaint it to look like the the thing in the movie. You know, give it a little ink spot, and there you go. Yeah, I don't know. They they they've been doing a lot of good. A lot of good stuff right now recently. And, uh, you know, you know, other than the, the aforementioned, uh, DJD that they haven't been able to really do because it's just, you know, they're not doing a gun or they're not doing an electric chair, but you know, they're going to do Tarn now. So, you know, there's doesn't seem to be anything off the table. Um, like, nope. Will will they do a Cybertron? Will they do a new Primus? You know that kind of thing. Maybe, maybe they will. And the, the next Havlab project, you know, the Unicron seemed to be the the big guy that uh, everyone kind of wanted. Mm-hmm. Uh, it took a, a little bit of uh, you know massaging to get it to to get it to happen. Yeah. But uh, it it you know Cybertron might not be the the project to kind of go into next. But you know. I would, you know, maybe if I if I had the keys to the city, you know what I'd want to see? I'd want to see a, a reissue of G1 Overlord because that's a figure I want, but I don't want to spend the, the money on a brand new one. So that's what I'd want. G1 Overlord reissue. Interesting. Yeah. Now, would you want that to be specifically reissued from the original toy or would you want it to be comic accurate? Uh, original toy. Yeah. Yeah. They can always repaint it, dude. And yeah, like, they've already done Unicron. Why can't they just do a slight bit of retooling on Unicron and make Primus? Like, you know, that would be that would be interesting. What is the one piece of advice you would give the toy collecting fandom in general? That is another one from the last one. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. Just, yeah... Don't collect for value. Uh, collect because you like it, and um, patience. Really, uh, yep. you gotta you gotta be patient. It's you, you'll. Right now, we seem to be in an era of everything is crazy valuable. Nostalgia yeah. is you know key again. Mm-hmm. It's it has a lot of feelings like uh, a lot of feelings like the early nineties, mm-hmm. but there's there's no product out there to support it yeah so things feel like they're super super valuable and super collectible but so everyone's out there trying to amass all these collections and then trying to flip them really quickly because you know well they're su- they're worth a bunch and um but it's it's, it's not you got to you got to put your time in right you got to yeah. you got to wait um so yeah um it's all about patience and, and I, I mean, I, we talked about this on the transformers one that we did, but mm-hmm. you know, when people find, you know, stuff on the shelves and they've, you know, 
they talk about seeing it and they say, finally, I found this and it's only been out right for 20 seconds. Yeah. Right. You know, yeah. like you guys, you got, people got to settle down. It's, it's wave one is, is always the first wave to, to kind of sit around and to start to peg warm. And then mm-hmm. they kind of, they'll, they'll start to sort wave one into the rest of the wave. Right. There's already yeah. talk that, you know, cosmos will make it into additional waves um, you know, and, and start being a little bit more available. Right. Yeah. So, you know, if he's not, then, you know, Oh, Oh, well then, then everyone else is in the same boat as you are. Like, I mean, we're all kind of stuck, but you know, if, if he is, then, then, you know, the people out there that are spending 80 to a hundred dollars on a cosmos, they're screwing themselves, right? Mm-hmm. They're, they've got this FOMO and don't, you know, don't fall for the FOMO, right? There's a and, guy. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. I was just going to say, and, and with Transformers, as well as any other toy line, G.I. Joe, Star Wars, anything any like that, yep. any of them, they're always going to do another version of that character, mm-hmm. right? Always, yep. especially the big ones, right? Mm-hmm. There's always going to be another Luke Skywalker figure. There's always going to be another Duke figure. There's always going to be a transforming Optimus Prime figure. Always, 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 always. If you cannot find it, wait, and mm-hmm. there'll be another one. Probably yeah. better or with less damaged paint. Like, I mean, <laughs> that's what they did to screw all of us last year. So, <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah, I mean, there's always going to be something. And like like everyone says to that question, just everybody calm down. And it's funny because we're talking about this now. And eventually I'm hoping to get this guy on here. There's a guy in the Funko community called Dr. Applesauce. And as of this recording, New York Comic Con is kind of fresh in in everybody's mind and everything else. And there was a Funko exclusive for that convention where the prices on eBay were like a thousand nine hundred dollars. This and by five days later, it's gone down to like two hundred and fifty bucks. And he's doing the same thing you're doing, saying, "Don't give in to the fear of missing out. Don't do fear of missing out should not be a thing, even though it is. But you know." All of that, so yeah, people, don't 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 give in to the fear of missing out. You'll whatever you're wanting to get, you will get eventually. And the final question, which was not on the previous one, what is advice? Well, what, you- I have a tip. I have a tip for people who with with uh, fear of missing out. Okay, right. So this thing, this uh, this. What is it? Uh, uh, what was this, Doctor Applesauce? What he's talking about what? What's this thing? Is it's that a Funko? Uh, yes, it's a Funko. It's, that's that? Yes. So it's it's so it, that this item, whatever mm-hmm. it is, right? So for people who are looking for this item, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. If most of these people are going to have a phone, if not everyone is going to have a phone. Yeah. Right. You take yeah. a note in your phone and say, "Note this item is." right here you put your date in uh, alongside it it doesn't even have to be a fancy note just in your freaking notes you know pad right and you put the yeah. note in there six months after you've written this note yeah then you look on ebay for it yeah right right actually part of it you can put a bunch of details with this note as well like you could put what it's selling for when you put when you make the note right mm-hmm. but right six months afterwards Right, you can even put a reminder in your phone to look for it. Right, 
because, you know, you wanted it super, super badly, right? Because yeah, the FOMO is strong. It, it really does pull you, right? So put that reminder to say, oh yeah, I wanted to look for X on, you know, on eBay just because I wanted to see. There was a, um, there was a comic book that I wanted, uh, that had, uh, Elsa Bloodstone on the cover. She okay. was just in this Werewolf by Night uh, uh, special that was on on Disney Plus. And right. uh, when the book book came out, um, it happened to have uh, her sister in it as a first appearance. And I was like, "Oh well, shit, this is no good." And I missed it. So, right. And they're like, "Well, this sister may appear in an upcoming thing." And they're like, "Oh well, crap." So this book jumped up to like. $45 instantly. Yeah. I'm like, well, I'm not paying 45 fucking dollars for this comic book when I just want the picture that's on the cover. Right. Yeah. So, so I waited and I waited and I waited and I waited and maybe about a month and a half ago, I sent a guy on eBay an offer and I said, he's asking like 30 bucks for it. And I said, look, I'll give you $15 for it. And he took it. <laughs> so, yeah, like, exactly. The book yeah. is the book is five dollars, right? I said, "Look, yeah. I'll pay you ten extra dollars for this fucking thing," mm-hmm. right? And he took it. So, yeah. So if you wait, sometimes you're going to lose. Something might happen, and you will lose, and the thing will shoot up, and it'll be crazy valuable, and you'll just say, "Look, I should have bought it at the time," but most of the time i'm going to say 75% to to up to 90% of the time you are going to make out like a bandit cuz those prices will come crashing down yeah and you'll be you'll be able to get what you want or 6 months down the road you'll think why the hell was i after this thing so badly yeah exactly like yeah so the the thing the funko pop and i have zero interest in this cuz it's not a it's not a franchise i follow but it's it's one piece, Luffy with Going Merry, and it's one of the pop rides. So it's one of the it's Luffy on some ride, and that's what he was he was talking about as far as like don't give in to the FOMO because when it was like he made two videos on this and he basically said when it initially went up because they were at people were at the convention people were listing it on eBay for a thousand dollars or best why would you list something for a thousand dollars or best offer like because yeah whatever but as as you know he was tracking this and as as it you know as the days progressed it went down to 450 350 250 and it's a funko pop ride funko pop ride so general funko pops the the four inch pops range anywhere from 10 to 20 dollars the pop rides maybe twenty four ninety nine US. The bigger, the larger ones like Unicron and Soundwave and Optimus Prime and all that, those are usually forty bucks. So this thing is probably somewhere between twenty and forty dollars MSRP, and people are willing to pay like over a grand for. And I'm I'm not there. Like I love Funko, I love the characters that I love that they've done, but I will never ever be that like the, it no even even if it was even if it wasn't funko if it was a normal toy like if it was a like the very last g1 optimus prime that is ever in existence from 1984 i still wouldn't pay a thousand dollars for that 
No. So, you know, it is what it is. All right. Final question. What is advice you'd give to kids who enjoy toys? To to show them to other kids. To to enjoy them with other kids. To pass mm-hmm. it along. Yep. And to not be precious about them. You know, I'm I'm guilty of of be- keeping everything all caged up and and being super precious about them. Mm-hmm. But when I get the opportunity to play with the, the, my son with the toys, I'm going, I take it. I, I enjoy it. So mm-hmm. as he gets older, I'm, I'm scared to death that he's going to come in here and bust up all my cool shit, but it's, <laughs> you know, I'm going to, that's when you worry you. about the value. <laughs> you have no idea how scared I am of, of, you know, of a toddler coming in here and destroying my stuff while I'm at work. So yeah, it's, it's, it's a real fear. Yeah. But the, um, but the, um, the, the, the joy of, of, of playing with toys through the eyes of a, of a kid again is, is really, is really here. And it's in, it, you know, I, I'm looking very much looking forward to that. So for kids who, who still play with toys, put them, put them on the, uh, you know, put them in the hands of other kids, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, absolutely. You know, show, show your friends why you think this is cool and, you know, don't be scared to, uh, to be a, a, a fan of toys. You know, they are, they are cool. If you like transformers, right. And, and somebody says, well, I really don't, you know, if you want to say, well, I'm, I like transformers and, and you say, well, and your friend says, well, I really don't like transformers. Well, you can say, well, you know, I actually really like their, their engineering, or I really like how they transform. You know, I don't watch the show all that much. I just like how they turn into different things. Right. Yeah. That's, yeah. you know, you don't have to be into the cartoon to like the toys. Right. Yeah, I yep. just I got into them with the toys first, and then the the cartoon came second, and then the comic came way way later. So mm-hmm. yeah, you can you can kind of you can kind of work it differently, you know. But getting them into the hands of more kids is is key because you know we as collectors can keep them all to ourselves and keep them very precious and and close to our chest. But it's it's like I mentioned earlier it's going to go nowhere if, if these don't, uh, if these don't get into the hands of kids. Yeah, absolutely. Most definitely. All right, folks, we're going to take a quick ad break. You're going to hear some ads and some other stuff, and we will come back to close the show after this. Discover a world of vintage and modern toys that's more than meets the eye with the Triple Takeover Toycast. Hosted by toy writers and photographers Toybox Soapbox, 6-0 and TF Square One, this informal and chilled out series of discussions cover everything from vintage Transformers to Mask, Diaclone, Microman and more, be it nostalgic or current. Whether you're a seasoned collector or a casual robot enthusiast, all are welcome. Triple Takeover Toycast. Kid. Yes. Shut up. Beyond the Night is the GCRN's latest review podcast. We are covering everything in the Knight Rider television universe. From the classic 80s TV series to the 1991 reunion film, Team Knight Rider, and the 2008 relaunch series as well. So join TFG and Mike and Dion the Music Man as they go in-depth in Beyond the Night only on GeekCast Radio Network. You can find Beyond the Night in iTunes and on www.geekcastradio.com. Yes, Michael. Just keep driving. 
Like science fiction? Of course you do, or you wouldn't be listening to the GeekCast Radio Network. Well, the Mark Who 42's Universe podcast is an award-winning sci-fi radio show that's been around for over 10 years. We cover everything from Doctor Who to the MCU to pop culture and everything in between. A new show drops on Tuesday mornings on the GCRN website and all of the major podcast platforms. So listen to the Mark Who 42's Universe podcast from the universe and beyond. You are receiving this transmission from the Rod Pod. Upload pending. Stand by for soundtrack transfer. I am Maggie. And I am John. And we are trapped, hurtling through space in a ship shaped like Rodimus's head. The ship, for reasons we haven't been able to determine, contains the entire run of the IDW Transformers Phase 2 comic. Which chronicle the events following the end of the war between the Autobots and Decepticons. So we figure we may as well read them all in order and report our findings to you. Stand by. Stand by. Upload complete now. Rod Pod. Look for us at marriedwcomics.libsyn.com, at iTunes, at Stitcher, or wherever good podcasts can be found. So, uh, till all are one. Till all are one. Till all are one. Do you like retro cartoons? Then Saturday Morning Rewind is the podcast for you. Join them each month as they talk about classic cartoons and interview legendary voice actors like Jim Cummings. I am the terror that flaps in the night. Corey Burton. Rob Paulson. Sure, Blaine, but how are we going to find chaps our size? Nancy Cartwright and many more. Eat my shorts. So grab a bowl of Lucky Charms. The magically delicious. Put on your hammer pants. Go to SaturdayMorningRewind.com. And be prepared to feel like a kid again. Once again, that's SaturdayMorningRewind.com. Saturday Morning Rewind was voted best podcast ever by its host, Tim Nidell. So it's got to be good. Hello, all sentient beings. Want the latest on everything going on in the Transformers multiverse? Check out the Transmissions Podcast Network. We've got weekly podcasts covering everything from Alpha Trion to Omega Supreme. From old school G1 all the way up to Cyberverse and beyond. And you don't want to miss Empire of Rust, the world's first and only Transformers live play role-playing game podcast. If you love Transformers, there's something for everyone at TransmissionsPodcast.com. Diecast construction. It's a lost art. All right, folks, we are back, and you just heard Daryl the Cybertronium Beast's uh, toy story in toy collecting. You are one of the team members over at Transmissions. What's going on with Transmissions? Oh, we, uh, we're we still lugging away and, and producing two shows a week, 
But uh, if you are a Donatrion, or that's how we uh, we refer to our our Patreon patrons, uh, we uh, we are producing some uh, exclusive content for uh, for those people, and uh, you should be getting uh, well one sh- one exclusive show a week, and uh, then uh, then there's also the uh, the Empire of Rust uh, show, uh, which is the uh, live play RPG. And, uh, there's also, um, the, uh, we like big bots. That's, uh, Dr. Pants and myself doing, uh, that's the, don't one of the, uh, the, the Patreon exclusive shows. Yep. Yeah. So it's a, um, it's the, uh, it's the, the, the show where Dr. Pants and I just, uh, we, we, we grab a character and, and the figures, uh, you know, uh, associated with it. And, uh, we just kind of go nuts for about half an hour. So it's, it's pretty fun. Um, but uh, yeah, so that's generally what's going on with us. Awesome, awesome, very cool, very cool. Where can the people find you online, sir? Social media, if you want to give it out. So yeah, so I mean, we've got uh, you can find the whole show over at transmissionspodcast.com. But uh, me personally, I'm on uh, Twitter and uh, Instagram at uh, Cybertron Beast. So uh, you can head on over to those. And uh, I generally use Twitter a lot more. And okay. uh, yeah. So Twitter is uh, mainly my, uh, my vehicle, uh, Instagram. I, I, I do as much as I can, but I, I, I do throw a few other different things out there, you know, so I post some comic stuff over there and I post, uh, some toys and some other wackadoo things over there too. So yeah, but, uh, mostly it's just Twitter for, uh, for me, but, uh, yeah. So Cybertron beast, uh, should get you to me. Very cool. Very cool. All right, folks, as always, I have no idea what's coming up next on this show. It could be a display case. It could be a topic, a toy topic talk. It could be another Origins episode. No clue. And we are winding down for the year for 2022. And we may take a couple of weeks off. I'm not sure. I've tried since I brought the show back from episode 100. This is episode 161. So, yeah, I brought the show back last year. We've done you know, 61, 62 episodes since I brought it back, and I'm not sure what's coming up next. But thank you for joining us here on ToyCast. If you'd like to get in contact with us or leave feedback for the show, there are several ways to do so. Visit the website, geekcastradio.com, where you can listen to and comment on all of our content. Send any email to feedback at geekcastradio.com. You can check us out on any podcasting platform you prefer, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google, whatever it is that you use. Uh, For us on Twitter, it's at GeekCastRadio for the network, at TFToyCast for the show, because originally, back in 2009, when the late, great Optimus Scourge, myself, Proto Man, General Techno, and a couple other people started this podcast, it was actually transformers toy cast and we only talked about transformers and somewhere like year three or year four of the show we're like nope we're gonna open it to everything so it just became toy cast i am at tft and mike on twitter become a fan on facebook go to facebook.com slash geekcast radio network you can also check out tf toy cast over there as well for now i am tft and mike with the cybertronian beast Join us next time when we will be talking more toys here on ToyCast. Cast.